Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. Episode 159. It's time for the top 10 horror movies of 2022 and the bottom three. We have, we're one short of a royal flush today, uh, for, but we have a lot of the, the most of our scariest teams assembled. Uh, I am your host, Eric Lee, and as usual, I'm joined in New Orleans by Liz Williams. And now from Washington, D.C., Robert Zillabauer. And from Seoul, South Korea, Joseph Perry. There we go, Joseph. Hey. The we, get, we get the, 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 the Pacific lag right there. Um, so, uh, 2022, you guys, uh, in general. Um, what's, what are your thoughts, uh, on, on what, on, on, on the year? Uh, Joseph, why don't we start with you since you, you, you get off to a bit of an earlier start than a lot of us because you get uh, a lot of the early film festivals out. What, what, what's your take on what we, what we got this year? My thoughts in general on this year are that personally, I had at least 20 movies that could have been on my top 10 list. And it was super hard to whittle it down ten. So uh, I thought it was a really banner year for films uh, from festivals and in the wide releases that I got to see as well. And there are still many wide releases I need to see. So that, that sounds like a pretty darn good year to me. Yeah. I forgot to mention Mike Campbell is down with the the flu, so he was good enough to send us his top ten list. And uh, so he will not be here to defend himself when we start bagging on his selections. <laughs> um, uh, although, actually, I think there's there's going to be a number of them that are we're going to see some agreements on. Uh, but Mike, uh, get better soon. We wish you could have been on this podcast because yes. we know how much you enjoy kind of this this kind of banter. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, Liz, what yes. about what's your take? I totally agree with Joseph. There were a lot of films this year. Looking through my list, narrowing it down, seeing. Looking back on our site to see all the reviews of everything we all watched, there was a lot of good product this year. I think it's probably related to holding some stuff back from the pandemic, mm -hmm. things we wanted to release just in theaters. But we got to do a lot of festivals. We got to see a lot of cool stuff. And man, it was hard to make a top 10 list. So I have a top 11 list oh, okay. <laughs> with no TV for the first year. No I have TV. no TV. Wow. So all films. <laughs> That's how many good ones there were. And so Robert had a uh, actual uh, transition where you were not only were you in transit between Nicaragua <laughs> and Washington this year, but uh, your computer didn't get it was lost on a boat somewhere in the Atlantic for the better part of two months. So yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> so when, I, I had my laptop with me the whole time, but okay. yeah, it was our stuff was away for a while. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Uh, so what what uh, did what was did you find this year's uh, this year easier or harder to pick? Um, it was kind of I think it was harder, and and one of the the interesting things I noticed after making my top well, 11, because I have a tie, uh, <laughs> was that there's probably nine out of the 11 movies that I have are writer-directors. Oh, okay. They're not, um, so there are lots of indie films, a lot of debuts, you know. Yeah. All right. That's the, I don't, I think that was, I don't think that happened last year, so. I, 
I think to follow up on what Liz was saying um, was this felt like we're now back in normal production mm-hmm. mode, or yeah. maybe even in bumper crop mode, where where all of a sudden that there's they, there there have been some really good films that they held on to, and and now we we got a whole bunch of stuff because I saw sixty two horror movies released from this year. Which wow. was, I think, nice. I think that's probably like on an average year. I'm thinking I'm around somewhere in the mid to, mid forties to, to to low fifties. So this is, I got a lot more movie watching in, um, and I, and that's and that's even dodging around a lot of movies that I kind of didn't want to see. Um, like for example, I have not seen Halloween Ends yet because one, I was so pissed at the previous version of the franchise, and then. And then I heard <laughs> heard that this last one was uh, a stinko. I just went, ah, I don't need to see it. Um, and then I think Liz scared me off of seeing Terrifier 2 because I don't know if I could stomach it. And, um, <laughs> you know, at, at some point I'll probably get around to it. Um, but there, there, there were probably I've got I've got 10 films on this list uh, on, on um, written down that I actually didn't get a chance to go see. So there were, you know, if you think about it, you know, if. At 62 movies, I was seeing more than one horror movie a week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I thought, it's like, all right, not bad. And I think I have a mix of, um, uh, the, the studios came out, the, I think the most encouraging thing is this was a year where the studios came out with a lot of new material. Uh, yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, or, for sure. More, Pretty more cre- good mix. More creative stuff. Uh, not they, there weren't a lot of sequels. There weren't a lot of there, the reboots right. that were done were good reboots. Um, Maybe in some cases, <laughs> I'd say we'll, we'll get to some of these. I've got I've got a reboot on on high on my list. Um, but you know, I, I think there, there's there's one also a reboot that's on my stinker list. So um, you know, we'll. But by and large, I it didn't it didn't feel like sometimes you get like I think twenty. 2020, of course, was a was choked off, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. 2021 was sort of just coming out of it because productions were choked off in 2020, and so things that got filmed tended to be things like Host or maybe, I mean, Host might have been actually in 2020 itself, but films where they actually had to to behold were beholden to COVID protocols and and limited um, ability to get out and do shoots and. You know, anything yeah. that had to do... And the theaters were closed, so there mm-hmm. wasn't a yeah. lot of releasing going on there. And even it, they may have probably also feared box office. They, they, they figured now, okay, people are actually coming back in big numbers. I think, I think the idea, like not our types of films for the most part, but the, the billion-dollar movie potential is now out there for the blockbusters. And that, you know, I think that was mm-hmm. like Top Gun and... Batman and you know those kinds of things, and so I think the rising tide raising all uh, uh, raising all ships, horror movies went with it, and I think we got there were there were some movies that really um, performed I think a whole lot better than anybody would have figured that they would have. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll like mm-hmm. not sure if any, it'll be on any of our lists, but Smile made a ton of money, um, and nobody saw that coming, right? Right. And so that's one of those things where it's like, oh well, okay, I guess you know the but. But some things like I'd 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 bet you Halloween ends did not. Uh, they probably still made a profit, but it didn't make Halloween reboot money, which was significant. Um, 
All right. Let's jump in. Let's do this. Let's start. We'll let we'll let the absentee uh, landlord here open up. We'll we'll get uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 let's find out what Mike has on his on his number number ten. All right. I will speak on behalf of Mike. Mike's number ten is hypochondriac. Uh, okay, hypochondriac. It was directed by Addison Hyman, and Mike says hypochondriac is really a film that hits in the right place and the right time. Mental health, familial relationships, concern about physical health and well-being, and our collective sense that we might just be lost in the universe. Hypochondriac delivers on all these fronts and manages to sneak in a couple of legitimate scares. In much the same way that 1971's Let's Scare Jessica to Death toys with reality mm. and insanity, Hypochondriac creates a myopic world where anything is possible. Lurking right around the corner, there might be a vampire, a ghost, or worse yet, a parent-induced trauma from 20 years ago that's never been dealt with properly. Hypochondriac came out, I think, I, it premiered at South by Southwest and then mm -hmm. hit a bunch of festivals because it got amazing buzz. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, and, and I still have not seen it. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, it's just been too many. <laughs> Joseph, you might have caught this one since it was on the festival circuit for quite a while. Uh, yes, I did. I remember. Uh, I saw that one kind of earlier, so mm -hmm. uh, I remember enjoying it uh, as as much as you can use the word enjoying with a film like that. But you know what I mean. It was a good, it was a well made <laughs> film, and. Uh, I think Mike liked it much more than me, but uh, anyway, it's definitely one that I can recommend to folks for, as you were mentioning earlier, Eric, mm -hmm. uh, you know, unusual fare, something that uh, that's more original than a lot of the sequels that we're used to getting mm -hmm. or just retread uh, tropes and plot lines. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's good independent fare for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is hypochondriac. Mike's number 10. Yeah. So my number 10 and number 11, because I have a tie. I have a tie for number 10. <laughs> I could not pick one to knock off. Okay. And so my tie is Glorious, directed oh, nice. by Rebecca yeah. McKendry and Dashcam, directed by Rob Savage. Two completely different films that I could not pick uh, one or the other. Glorious is literally about a bathroom glory hole that has a, a cosmic entity in it and stars uh, Ryan Quanson, a uh, love of crafting God in, in the bathroom. A, in a bathroom stall. Yeah. And dash cam is the MAGA hat wearing horrible, uh, horrible yeah. protagonist, Annie Hardy uh, oh, right. in the found footage odyssey across the pond. So, both of them are so fun. Uh, Glorious is a Shutter original streaming there. Um, Dashcam, I saw it at Panic Fest, but it is now on Hulu for everybody to watch. Just make sure you look for Dashcam directed by Rob Savage because there is also a Dashcam that Mike reviewed for The Scariest Things that is a completely different film. Right. And Rob make Savage sure is the same director who did Host. Who so did host. So yep. he's, he's been on a bit of a hot streak. Um, he is. And you can listen to my interview with him yeah. on The Scariest <laughs> Things. There you go. I, yep. I, Good. Glorious was, I don't know how this managed to get past Gwen and Brian uh, for the, yeah. the Lovecraft yeah, Film yeah, Festival. Because this is, this is wacky. Uh, it was very close to my top 10. Um, 
It's uh, it's a lot of fun and real weird. It's extremely <laughs> weird, it, and particularly when he when 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 the cosmic entity demands that he use the glory hole. You're going, yeah. oh what? no! <laughs> and of course, the, the whole the course the hole is around the 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 hole in the bathroom stall is the painting of some uh, multi-mouth ten- uh, tentacle beastie, you know, straight out of the thing, right? It's it, mm-hmm. it's a very Lovecraftian monster, and it's got the voice of J.K. Simmons. Voice by J.K. Simmons, yep. <laughs> so, oh, no. so it has that, it, and, he, and he speaks, you know, and, the, and if you're familiar with J.K. Simmons, you know that he has, when he wants to be, he can be the uh, uh, farmer's insurance uh, soothing mm-hmm. voice, and then he can go into um, what's the drumming movie? Um, oh, whiplash, whiplash! Yeah, where he where can he's become screaming where at where you. He can become <laughs> yeah, this terrifying beast of a uh, of a voice. He's great, and and I think there's maybe three characters in the whole movie, including one you never see. Um, right, but it's it's quick. It's and Ryan Quanton's show yeah. from True Blood, yeah. and he's yeah. great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. All right. So, uh, so my number uh, ten. Uh, this is, I, I'm not sure. I, I bet you some other folks are going to have it on their list. Uh, X. Yes, I have yes. it higher, and so do does too. Mike. Okay. Oh, and so does Robert. All so. right. So, so <laughs> by, bypassing me, moving on to Robert. Uh, my number ten is Speak No Evil. And we will discuss that later because it is higher on my list. So right. much moving, higher. Moving. Much, okay. Joseph, much higher on mine, too. Okay, all right. Moving quick, moving yeah. quick. All right. Yep. Joseph, what you got for number 10? Oh, a tie. Okay. I don't want you to, I don't want anybody else to feel like, oh, I shouldn't have a tie. So here I am. Yeah. Uh, number 10, uh, the tie for number 10 is the black phone. Okay, that's much anybody higher on my list. That one? It's higher on mine, too. Okay. Okay. And... Maybe uh, this will be higher on yours, Liz. I don't know. A wounded fawn. It did not make my list. Ooh. Okay, but it's higher on Roberts. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. My goal is to have everything higher, so I don't have to discuss some. (laughs) (laughs) I think 100%. You will get a chance to talk about that. Um, And so what what that was, uh, so Mike's number nine is Speak No Evil. And it's higher on my list and Joseph's, I think, so we will Mm. save that for later. Moving up. So then, Liz, what's your number nine? My number nine is a movie I saw last week and loved every second of it, and it is Violent Night. I cannot (laughs) believe I have a Christmas movie on my list. Nice. But hot damn, is this a great time. So this is David Harbour playing Santa Claus. John Leguizamo playing the big bad and Beverly D'Angelo playing the matriarch of a horrible, horrible family that is held hostage on Christmas Eve. It is directed by Tommy Orcola, who did the uh, Dead Snow franchise. And it is great holiday fun that is currently in theaters. Go give them your money. You will not regret it. You will be laughing and grossed out and it is emphasis on violence. It's going to be a Christmas <laughs> tradition in our house. Yes, it is very violent. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, so number nine on my list com- was, uh, is fall. Um, oh, and, okay. uh, so I don't know if it's any sweaty no, palms and all sweaty yeah. palms. This is, uh, <laughs> this was harrowing and literally sweaty palms. I think Robert and mm-hmm. I were having a, a text uh, uh, discussion about this, but my hands 
flop sweat on my hands. Um, <laughs> and yeah. it is it is a stunning movie to watch. I think when you see it in 4K, it'll make you, it'll bring out the acrophobe in you. And I think what what really struck me about Fall is that I I do gym climbing. Or I okay. did actually for about ten years. Until I saw this until, movie. <laughs> until I, until, no more. Until I got soft and the gym, the gym climbing prices went to 180 bucks a month. Um, yeah, I, uh, that that that's enough to cut you off. Cause like, eh, all right, I need to go like three days a week. And I ain't doing that. Um, although I, if I did, I'd actually have biceps again. Um, but you can climb that thing, whatever they climbed the, that radio tower. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I thought. Yeah. You know, because this is movies like Open Water, movies like um, Frozen, uh, the survival movies when when you have adventurers doing daring things and then get caught in situations like I could totally picture myself there. Now, I would never try and climb the kinds of things that these folks are trying to climb, but um, you you recognize those personalities, the daredevils who, Mm -hmm. who say... No, let's mm-hmm. let's go kick fear in the ass, and we're going to do this. And I can, I'm going to go without a rope, and 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 it seems like awfully foolhardy, and but they're just they're they're, they're like courageous to a fault, and it had a nice little kind of twist to it too, a yeah, uh, little it reveal is. towards yeah. the end, right? Yeah, yeah. there there was, was, really there was well some, done. There it was there were, very surprisingly well done. Yes, I was expecting something <laughs> that would have skimped on the plot, that yeah. they would that they would yeah. have just, uh, but they they it. It impressive production values. Um, I did think though, it 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 also kind of made me agitated because they were doing they they were they were taking risks that it's like okay if you get twenty feet up in the air and one of the rungs comes loose, you stop and re- reevaluate <laughs> right. whether mm-hmm. by the time you get to the eighteen hundred foot mark. You know what happens? It was, like, it was all for the that. likes, though. You had to get the yeah, likes. Yeah, it was yep. totally. It, yeah, and 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 from the podcaster's point of view, I know what it means to try and get more views. Otherwise, Eric it would will be climb a tower for five star <laughs> Apple <laughs> podcast reviews. Smash or like the thing, or I'm gonna I'm gonna jump Smash out of the airplane. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> yes, please do. Um, but you know, they're, they're all the way to the point. It's like there, there are some other things where they would show you know, a close-up view of a loose bolt. And you're going, mm-hmm. that's going to come into play. It's like, oh, and here's some vultures on the ground. Hmm, that's going to come into play. Um, <laughs> and they all do at the opportune moments, kind of, you know, in a way like the quiet, uh, quiet Place would do it, where they would show you show you elements and foreshadow, and it pays them off. And uh, I, I think it was, it didn't also cheap out with the ending. Uh, I think oh, that they, 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 yeah. they, they, the the two girls at, stuck at the top of just this, like, a hopeless situation. They, they actually come up with a decent solution. I mean, they tried to, mm-hmm. they tried to, they tried to, 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 uh, rescue themselves, but it, you're, you're 2000 feet in the air with no ladder. So what do you do? I agree. Great. So, it was a great Anyway, film. so X, X, surprise the hell out of me. I was, th- I was thinking, it's like, mm-hmm. eh, we'll see. Uh, but it was one of those, mm-hmm. one of those last minutes, like, oh, I should try to mm-hmm. probably catch some of these films that I missed during, uh, during the year, and it was like, oh, that was really good. So, yeah. I wish I would have seen it in the theater. I would love to see that on the big screen. Yeah, no, oh uh, it I, was, it was horrifying at home. I was, Wayne was pacing because he's like yeah. to- totally afraid of heights. He's like, I can't, I can't even look. I can't even look at this film. Yeah, so I, I, I can't imagine the seeing it on yeah. the theater. On IMAX the 3D would have. Yes. Oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> that would have been no, people, that, no, people to- barfing. Yeah. I need to see this one. Uh, I yeah. was trying to watch it in the last 
previous few days uh, for possibly being included on my list. Uh, it, I just didn't have the time to do that, but uh, listening to you three, I'm going to have to yep. watch it soon here. Yeah, I have a fear of falling from a height. Uh, oh. I'm okay with heights as long as there's not a chance of me falling. You don't so, love this movie, uh, then. There's, there's a chance. <laughs> this is this is falling falling hazards at every at every twist yeah. and turn, um, and and Chekhov's vultures too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Chekhov's vultures exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was what's the the the, the cat? What's the uh, who's that's Schrodinger's Schrod- 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 Schrodinger's cat? cat. Schrodinger's cat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Schrodinger's vulture. Yeah. Uh, so that was my number. <laughs> that was my number nine. Uh, Robert, what have you got for yours? Uh, my number nine is Deadstream. Oh, oh interesting choice. Okay. So this was, yeah. Uh, Joseph, this was, was this on your, your list? It is not on my mm-hmm. list, but I enjoyed it. I got it higher? It's not on my list. Uh, I really liked it a lot. I think Robert and I liked it more than the than Eric and Mike did, if I remember. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, was I think that's directly. true, yeah. I was... I'll reserve my comments until after Robert makes it do, does his description because I I also rec- fully recognize that this 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 movie I think uh, had rave reviews in both yeah. South by Southwest yeah. and at Overlook, both of which we attended, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I think it is. Did you guys see it there? Oh, I Mike saw- disliked it so much at South by that I skipped it. At both. Uh, and then like once I saw their segment on VHS, I was like, well, I got to watch Deadstream. And I really, really liked it. Yeah. So I think I think we the, Mike and I are in the minority. Uh, Mike, mm-hmm. Mike, Moore, I, I, I have it around two and a half. Uh, but what, Robert, go ahead and talk about it, because I think I think I think there's a lot of people who really loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it, it was uh, it's a disgraced podcaster or, or video blogger. Um trying to win his fans back uh, for his show. And he spends a night in the haunted house, of course, as you do. Mm-hmm. And um, it was basically the Joseph Winter show. It was uh, written and directed by Joseph and Vanessa Winter. Um, and it's mostly just Joseph Winter, one man banding it the whole time. Um, with, with with But it's almost found footage at times, but... Mm-hmm. Then it's also not because he's got different cameras put it around the house and stuff. And it's just this constant stream of banter from the lead actor. Well, the best part is the reaction comments from his fans. Who, yes. <laughs> the, who, who, who are totally you know, your classic, uh, hard to please, uh, 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 social media uh, mm-hmm. trolls. Right. Yes, it's like exactly. a lot of kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 Watching the comments go by is just is half of the fun. And then he, him him defending it. It's like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me do this for you. Um and, and those those parts were great. I, I have a feeling I my and oh and the the, the girl who was in it mm-hmm. who also Melanie showed up in VHS. Yeah, Melanie Stone, who also was great mm-hmm. in VHS ninety nine, same yeah. same directing directing crew. She was right. she was a treat. Um, yeah, I, I think where I kind of got got turned around on this was th- there seemed to be a good bit of repetition. I think uh, I think that that the and it was what I was trying to also figure out how he was going to achieve his end goal and how it it, it did go sideways in a hurry. I think he was just trying he was trying to revive his pot his 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 like he's he'd been in a Log. slump. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, hey, guys, check it out. I'm doing this crazy thing. Um, he did so. something where he lost his sponsors. Uh, yeah. I don't right, remember right. if they ever I, tell I you exactly what tell it you. was. It was some sort yeah. of scandal. Yeah. And he kept apologizing throughout the movie for this yeah. thing that we don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. But it. I, I enjoyed it. Well, it, oh, go ahead, Joseph. Oh, I was just going to say, if it weren't for these horror films with last streamers and YouTubers and social influencers, I wouldn't have any exposure at all to that world, basically. <laughs> so for me, uh, it, this is obviously becoming uh, a subgenre in its own right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it all depends on how much you connect with the main characters who are, you know, vloggers or YouTubers or social influencers, mm-hmm. or how much you want to see them get theirs. Yeah. Now, the problem <laughs> with the second one is that you have to wait about an hour and a half usually for <laughs> their comeuppance. Yep. And you hate the hour and a half that before that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think dash cam is a, a another good um, entry, much like the one we're talking about here. Uh, where, okay, dash cam, I couldn't stand right. the main character, right? Yeah, you weren't supposed but to, I think it was, yeah. I could, right, but I could hang with it the whole time uh, because the character was strong enough that I did want to see what was going to happen, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. And for the film we're talking about now, I thought Joseph Winner was deliberately annoying, but comically enough so that I was with it the whole time. Right, yeah, right. Definitely. Uh, it was a delicate line. So yeah. this was a much, yeah, this was a much easier watch watch for me than dash cam. And it, it was funny. It was really funny, I thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big horror comedy fan. So when they work like this, uh, they get my seal of approval. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed yeah. this. There were a couple of films. Another film that was like the, or, or it had a similar um, social media influencer um tropes was sissy um that also Ooh, came yeah, out right yeah. and and was big on the circuit and won i think overlooks uh mm-hmm. grand prize like an audience award yeah. and again mm-hmm. it was one that mike and i kind of like eh, maybe not for my j- for i agreed me. though too it wasn't for me um but it was that one that one had really cool production values but it was just i the I couldn't root for anybody. I had no rooting mm-hmm. interest. And that was, and maybe that's my reaction as an old man to a bunch of social influencers, right? <laughs> I think I, I get that. Get off I get my lawn. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you kids and your crazy <laughs> you, YouTube get streaming the Facebook stuff. and the YouTube. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to smash the like <laughs> button, the God damn it. <laughs> Although if you want to, if you want to smash the like button for us, yeah. you know. Um, Please subscribe. That's <laughs> right. So here I am. Being trying to be a social influencer, bagging on social influencers. <laughs> what what's the world come to? Okay. Well, All there's right. a, <laughs> there's a a new film that I just recently saw uh, that's on the festival circuit called Influencer, and it's okay. uh, much different. <laughs> it's much different than the ones we're discussing, and I think it was really, uh, really good. So I recommend uh, when that one comes around, what's at a festival or a wide release, mm-hmm. which I'm sure it will get pretty soon. Yeah. It's super well done. Yeah, and uh, I liked Superhost, which came out. Oh, Superhost was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. another social influencer one. Really. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, uh, I that, think we're going to have to do a whole episode on social We may have more. to do, I mean, it's becoming, I was asked actually by somebody who, who said, so what do you see as the, 
as breaking trends in in the horror genre, and I think social influencer and 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 uh, you know that kind of that that mm-hmm. or you know Zoom horror mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. We're we're using the new the new technologies. I mean, that's what's that's that's the new thing. And we actually had that kind of an interesting conversation. Liz and I did with. Uh, Alexander uh, Chinichi uh, uh, talking about VHS. And it's like, well, what do you? At a certain point, VHS the VHS is no longer a vi- viable technology to talk about. It's all going to end. It's like, yeah, but we're they're going to keep milking the '80s and '90s. So, okay. Uh, but right. the flip side of that is streaming horror. Yep. Joseph, uh, Joseph what yeah, is nine. your number nine? Okay, from streaming. Streaming horror to another current trend in fair films. Uh, why are people still doing house rental uh, horror films? Oh. <laughs> Is Barbarian probably higher on somebody oh, else? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Higher on mine, yeah. <laughs> Much higher. All right. Batting thou so far on that. Yeah, you're doing well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not having to talk too much yet. All right. <laughs> So going back to the top. plan is working. All right. So we're going to go with uh, Mike's number eight, which is Barbarian. So we will still be talking about Barbarian later because yep. it's higher on my list. It's higher on my list. My All two. right. So my number eight is When the Screaming Starts. Oh, uh, yeah. Directed by oh. Connor Borrow. Uh, I saw this at Panic Fest and Joseph caught this at Film Quest. We both gave this four out of fives. Uh, and this is about Norman, uh, who's a documentary filmmaker looking for his big break. And he ends up meeting Aiden, who is an aspiring serial killer. And you follow Aiden trying to put together his Manson-like family full of <laughs> outcasts and uh, weirdos and do their first uh, crime. And it goes from hilarious horror comedy spins around and becomes a bloody nightmare of a film and it is a lot of fun you can now rent it on like apple amazon all those streaming platforms and totally worth a watch a little indie film that deserves to be seen by a lot more people it's uh, really funny really really funny funny. i had it as four stars on mine uh for me too and I, i think that it has the one one of the most dramatic tonal shifts Mm-hmm. Um, that that really it it's kind of got a on off, where it's like comedy's off, horror is on. Uh, yep. and although there there were horror elements all the way from the beginning, and there were still some funny bits toward towards the end. Um, but when it gets but serious, it got bloody, yeah, yeah. and it 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 got intense. Um, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. but I also love the fact that um that our 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 lead who was trying to form that Manson family. Didn't have the stomach to do it. He just no. wanted to get the credit for it. He wanted to be, he wanted, it's like, I will lead from home base. You guys go yeah. commit a bunch of murders. You go, exactly like Manson. Yep. You guys do it. Yeah. And uh, that was, and it was like this this dopey guy. And then he'd come in and it's like, see, wasn't that great? I was such a mastermind. And it was like, no, yep. you're not. No, it, you was, don't have, it was a real fun movie, yeah. real creative. And the the we we had a great time actually talking with yes. uh, multiple actors and producers of uh, of that show. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, it's still uh, up on our uh, on our site. You can go ahead and stream. Yes. Was that on? Was that on at Overlook? You talked to him. 
No, we talked to them after Panic Fest um, on Zoom. Oh. We talked to um, Ed and Connor and uh, we had a really good time. It's a great conversation and uh, funny guys, funny guys. Yeah. yeah. And Jared. Yeah. They were the actors and producer. And they yep. also mm-hmm. all uh, they all pitched in also for our top 100. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. All right. That was my number eight. Now, my number eight probably only might have one other person, and I'll see if Joseph has it on his list, but it's Nati Morty, the uh, the it's Italian. Absolutely not on mine. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> this oh, it, is it's just, well, Eric. You, I'll, I'll say why after. Yeah, let's no. hear your sure. No, this is this. It, it's not not necessarily a hot take. This is an extreme, brutal, hard to watch movie. Um, I saw this is uh, that's the, exactly the, why the um, the actual uh, title of this is Born Dead. If you, if you translate it to English, um, it is. Um, it's really a, it's, it's an homage to, um, giallo films, uh, or it is a giallo film more specifically, um, blades of plenty, but there's a, it's, it's also, it's taxidermy horror. So, uh, taxidermy horror where you, there's a, there's a young woman who's in this dilapidating old manor that she inherited from her father and she's a taxidermist and, and it shows her lovingly stitching together a, um, a pigeon at the at the open in the opening scenes, and then she goes out in the woods into a or not in the woods into a into a park and finds a um, well finds two bodies out in the woods. One of them is uh, is a woman who's dead, and one of them is a man who's barely alive. And it just so happens that the man had killed the woman, but they in, during their fight managed to also get get hurt. And rather than call the cops, she decides to take the bodies back to her taxidermy den and start messing around with them. Um, and it is uh, it is really really rough. And there's she also also ha- she has some plans. Of, there's there's also a side plot involving her sister trying to take the mansion away from her, even though her father gave her the inheritance. And um, the violence in this is extremely personal. And extremely painful looking, and extreme, and does not cut away from anything. And it's like, it is, it is, um, super duper intense at times. And um, but it's it's also been desaturated. The color's been all been. It's almost a black and white movie. Uh, it it looks like that that you're seeing sort of a a silvered um, version of it. Um, it, which which I think helps to some like Giallo. You tend to think of bright reds. Right, um, splashes of blood, but you definitely get the the the, the knives. The knives are out, and um, I think it it this one is maybe difficult to actually see um, on. I don't know if it's available streaming yet, um, but this was again something that I saw at the Portland Horror Film Festival. Joseph, was did you see it at the Portland Horror Film Festival through the Portland Festival site, or did you see it? Through another, another right, uh, no, through Portland Horror, mm-hmm. and uh, take away the technical aspect, uh, things that you discussed, Eric, and everything else about it being extreme and brutal and hard to watch. Those are the exact reasons why it didn't 
click with me. I'm just not a fan of extreme horror. And uh, so this didn't check my boxes, but uh, it's well made, as you mentioned, and uh, certainly not easy to watch, though. So, you know, for viewers who are drawn to that style, I think they're Mm going to find a lot to it's hard to use the word like, but I guess yep. that's the word I have to use there. I think it's it might be more appreciate. I think it was a powerful movie because it's not fun, not in the least bit. It's not a. It, it, this is this is like like no. you know like uh, um I would I would draw some equivalencies to some of the French extremism that that Liz likes. Uh, I remember when you. I think mentioned this probably for Portland Horror, and I was like, yeah, I need to watch this, yeah. and then you had me at. Her taxidermy den. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and of course, you know that that taxidermy stuff is going to come in handy. It's people. Later. Yeah. Yes. It's like, look, I stuffed him and he looks alive. Um, yep. Uh, but uh, actually, this was um, heavily influenced by Joe D'Amato, uh, 1979 mm-hmm. Giallo film called Buyo Omega, Beyond the Darkness. And uh, so the, it takes on several. That's That was another Giallo taxidermy film. Um, so he already he credits that with 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 direct influence. So uh, if you get a chance to, if this is your kind of bag, if you like um, uh, the, uh, the 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 knives knives and guts, well, hey, this may be your this may be your bag. Uh, but it's you know a well acted, beautiful uh, beautiful looking, um, just rough, really really rough. Robert. Senator. Where are we? Number eight? Yep. Number eight. Number eight. I think this is higher on other people's lists, but my number eight is X. Yep. No, it's, actually, mine was not mine was 10. So it's higher on my list and it's higher on Mike's list. Okay. Then moving on to Joseph. Yes. Oh, we lost you a little bit, Joseph. Start again. Joseph, we are now experiencing a delay from South Korea. Joseph? All right. There we go. My number eight, probably not on lists yet, but let's see. Everyone will burn. No. Oh, no, no, but it sounds promising. I heard about this one though. I'm not aware of this. This was one. just at a okay. festival. Fantasia, right. maybe. Uh, let's see. Uh, where did I see it? Let me check. Oh, Fantastic Fest. Okay. I saw it through Fantastic Fest. And it is other festivals. Uh, let's see. So this is a Spanish film directed by David Hebrero. A short, don't worry. The Spanish Fear Fest has it all. Superb visuals, top-notch performances, and mind-melting set pieces. Fans of Euro horror and supernatural horror will want to put this film, a story of a woman and a young girl her from committing suicide, taking on a town full of hateful people fearing an apocalypse on their must-see list. I had a big M dash in the middle there, which may not have translated to audio, but anyway. Uh, yes, so basically it starts off with a woman uh, considering ending her life, and then a young girl who is shunned by the locals stops her, 
And well, I, you know, I always hate to give away things in uh, my reviews, but uh, this is at the very beginning. We'll just say that an incident involving some policemen occurs, and we see that there is a weird symbiotic relationship going on between this woman and this child. And the town wants nothing to do with either one of them, which, uh, well, we'll see how that plays out for the locals as the film rolls on. But yeah, a really great uh, supernatural film for those who enjoy it. And like I said, it's definitely got that European, classic European horror film quality to it as well. So I highly recommend this one, obviously. Is it available streaming yet? Or is it not new? yet yeah. still on the festival circuit i believe but I, I think i saw something about it being picked up somewhere but i don't want to get quoted on that at this point keep an eye out for it though it, it, it has to be picked up soon if it hasn't been already right um and liz just uh, so you know uh born dead nati morty is available on amazon prime nice so there the you list. go get your born get your dead. extremism on yeah cool okay so moving up to number seven on Mike's, Mike's list. Number seven is Swallowed. Okay. I almost, so this, was, this... this one just fell off. If I, if I knew that there were going to be a whole bunch of people doing ties for number 10, this, yeah. would have been, this would have been tied for number 10 on mine. So Mike gives this a four and a half out of five. It is directed by Carter Smith. And being a drug mule is the absolute worst. Mind you, this reviewer has never been a drug mule. That's Mike <laughs> speaking, not me. Just no, kidding. Liz is, I have Liz not is either. A, an experienced uh, drug mule. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a nagging feeling that muling drugs for miscreants, reprobates, and slackened adults would be an awful time. The only thing worse than being a drug mule, when the drug mules are forced into servitude in the name of Cronenbergian and insects and a web of gnarly body horror. This was one that we caught at the premiere at Overlook mm -hmm. and boy, it was good. It was really good. And, and Carter Smith was, it's great to have him back. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he, he, you get the sense that he kind of got blacklisted um, from main, from, from Hollywood after doing the ruins um, because he, uh, he went out and did a number of softcore gay porn movies, <laughs> and like, well, you know what? Oh. That that may that that may have sort of pigeonholed him in a way that that a lot of people weren't comfortable with. And he came back. Got to make a paycheck. Uh, and but he's he, he was in top form here. It is a great yeah. looking movie. It is intense. And it brings back um, some old favorite actors. Um, uh, and um, actually, I should. You know, I'm IMDb. Who are from um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Patton. Two. Will yeah, Will Patton, I yeah. think. Yeah, not, not and Will uh, uh, also um, Jenna Malone. Mark. Yeah, Mark Patton. Yeah. Um, and Jenna Malone. Yep. So, uh, you know, it, it and it has a lot of the kinds of things. It's like, what would you do? I mean, they were just sort of they were put into a they they did it out of. Or the they, they they were trafficking this stuff to just get some quick money, uh, so that one of them could go to L.A. and chase his dreams. And uh, it goes horribly wrong when they're told to swallow something that they mm -hmm. shouldn't swallow. And at first you think it's like, oh, a busted bag of cocaine. No, this would be worse. No, nope, it's this yeah. is much worse. Much much worse. Yep, much, much worse. Much worse. Um, and 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 so yeah, bugs and body horror. Uh, enough said. 
Uh, Correct. It was, uh, I, I, that was hard for me to leave this one off the list. I, I really, I, I got a huge kick out of Swallowed. It was a good time. All right. So we are at my number seven, which is X. Now I will say okay. Mike has it as number six. Does anybody have it higher than six? No. All right. Then I no, think we, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm we talk about it now. Yeah. Okay. Liz, okay. When did you get, since you have it highest, uh, amongst highest the people yeah. present person. Yeah. So, uh, both Mike and I gave this five out of five stars. It's mm -hmm. written and directed by Ty West. Um, I got to see this at the world premiere at South by Southwest with less than uh, 300 people. And boy, was it nice to see a Ty West horror film back on the big screen after like eight years. Uh, it is about a group of, uh, it's a porn film crew that go out to a farm in Texas to make uh, a porno. And the elderly people who own the farm that they're kind of renting the barn for uh, might not approve of what they're doing out there. And so while shooting the farmer's daughters, mayhem ensues. And this is uh, a surprising film that ends up talking a little bit about feminism, age, sexuality, all while having Mia Goth play both the main character on the porn shoot and our elderly protagonist. It has already oh, really? spawned she did a both? prequel. Yeah, she yeah. didn't know yeah, that she, she played no. Pearl, the no, old lady. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so she played Pearl, the old lady. It's already spawned a prequel, Pearl, Pearl's origin story. And it is coming up with a sequel called Maxine, which is based on her younger porn uh, character. So more Ty West, hopefully in the beginning of 2023 with Maxine and they said they're dying to show us a good time. And that is what they did. And I think that for me, you would think a five star movie would be higher. It's seven on my list because I think at least one of those stars was the excitement of being at South by being at the premiere, <laughs> all that, you know, being so, but it, it's a great film and it's totally worth seeing. It, it, it Pearl is not as great, but I haven't still seen Pearl yet. I, it is interesting though. I think Mike bagged on Pearl and he didn't yeah. like Pearl much at all. Um, but there are a lot of crit I think if you go on to IMDb, I think it's got six and a half stars, which usually means mm -hmm. for a horror movie, that's a pretty good showing, right? That's um, a big score, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I, but at, you know, X is like seven stars on the on on IMDb. I, I thought X was it was raunchy, it's grimy, it's to the point. Uh, I think it's a terrific homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, in in yeah. stylistically, uh -huh. you're going out uh -huh. into a hot Texas night, into a, mm -hmm. and visiting on a, a a a remote farmstead with people who are kind of sketchy, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's an homage to old '70s porn, and who doesn't love that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> chicka, bow, bow. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. The That's sauce. the only thing they were missing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't believe you didn't know Mia Goth play Pearl. That no, was the big oh shit moment in the screening during the Q and A oh. when they brought up and he's like, yeah, and she did great as both. Like they when they rolled the credits and it said Mia Goth as yeah. Maxine and Pearl, everybody was like, oh my god! No like way. you cannot tell. No, yeah, yeah. we uh, we yeah. we had I think we had scooted out of the theater when the credits were rolling. Oh, okay. Mike, Mike's not. Well, a then you missed watcher. the trailer for the... Pearl. Yeah, because they put so, that at the end, and we got so, to see that. Well, too, I, so. we did see her because I mean, she does. She 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 comes back as Pearl. Yeah. Right. Mia in Goth, the in the prequel. In the, in yeah. The prequel, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, this was 
I, I thought that, you know, Ty West really knows how to do a period piece, and he knows mm-hmm. he knows his way around Grindhouse. And you don't get much more grindhouse than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so kind of that kind of almost the burned-in look. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It had major Texas Chainsaw and, vibes. And the whole, mm-hmm. and the big hair, and the bell bottom, the bell bottoms, and stylist, you know, that, that oh, there's, yeah. there's never a step wrong with the way he dresses his sets. And, uh, and in my review, I said West has always excelled at steeping the viewer in the time frame of his films, and you'll need to shower after this one to wash the 70s off. So <laughs> yeah. it is that 70s sleaze that and, and all kinds of we reference a lot. All the assorted bodily fluids that you need to wash yeah. off after yeah. watching a movie like that. It's got it's all a, of it's them. a great movie. It's great. Robert, I can't you, wait to see Maxine. We'll see what happens. You, and you saw X also, Robert. I did, yeah. I I liked it. It was lower on my list, but it definitely made the top ten. And I, I thought it was uh, the cinematography in it was top notch. I mean, just the scenes, mm-hmm. making a framing all the scenes and everything was just. He, he did a really good job of doing that. Yeah, the 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 watching them sort of walk through the meadow to the to their cottage. Um, mm-hmm. It's Texas Chainsaw. Tex- pure <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, and and there's a gas station stop. Right, I but love this one's I got love, an alligator. Yeah, I, this one's got an alligator. So this also to, to follow up on Toby Hooper, it's got Eaten Alive and Texas Chainsaw, both seventies seventies yeah. classics, right? So yeah, I, I think this was it was a it was a love letter to Toby Hooper, um, and uh, I'm just glad that Ty West is back in the game because he yeah. also the other the, the the thing that you, that hasn't been mentioned here is um, how. Uh, great the the screenplay is um and and the the, the banter oh yeah so, oh for sure it's so. very 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 well written yeah mm-hmm. ty west is a virtuoso okay so my number seven is um what do we got here i think rated higher on mike's list i have nope and I know it's not on Liz's. <laughs> it is definitely nope, oh. nope, not on mine. It is higher on Mike's list, so it it's will higher come on back mine around. Too. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. okay. So then, moving on to Robert. Uh, my number seven might be higher on someone else's list too. It's Barbarian. Yes. Higher on mine. Higher on mine. Oh. We're gonna go for okay. a while. So. All right, Joseph, number seven. Okay. Uh, my number seven just started on the festival circuit. Uh, it's directed by Adrian Langley and submitted for your approval. My number seven is Bunker. <laughs> Bunker. Bunker. Aficionados of the classic The Twilight Zone TV series will not want to miss Bunker, which is a tale about a group of World War I American and British soldiers trapped with a German soldier in an abandoned German bunker after a bomb blocks their exit. Filled with paranoia, cosmic horror, and jaw-dropping revelations, this independent chiller, yes, this independent chiller serves up some fine performances too. So Bunker is a film that viewers need to go into as cold as possible. Perfect. But, uh, Hopefully, my little blurb there uh, garnered some interest from people. Like I said, it's brand new on the festival circuit. So um, I think folks will get a chance to see it. It's one of the 
films that we can say is a little film that could. It definitely punches above its uh, budgetary weight. What's uh, what's the name? In great part. Go ahead. I was like, who? Who? Where's? Where was it made? Uh, this is. Let me double check that it's a U.S. film. Uh, let's see. Yep, it's a U.S. film, but again, uh, it has some. Uh, some British talent in it, I do believe either that or the accents are absolutely fantastic. So, um, but yeah, U.S. product, homegrown cool. U.S. product. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. I think the last because I'm a sucker for war movies and and uh, sucker for uh, uh, cosmic horror. And if yeah. I think the last mm-hmm. one that I, I that I had hopes for was Trench Eleven, um, which was a World War One uh, stuck in the bunker with the uh, with the bad guys and a bunch of wormy uh, parasites. But uh, not that good a movie, unfortunately. This sounds cool. I want to see. I want to see the bunker. Me yeah, too. me too. Well, like I said, uh, bunker is totally. Even the uh, the score is Twilight Zone reminiscent. So if you're a fan of that classic TV series, not necessarily either of the remakes, then uh, you, you should have a lot of fun with this one. Cool. Excellent. All right, one to watch out yeah. for. All right, I well, just put it on my list. Me too. So Mike's number six <laughs> okay. was X. Was so X. We just talked, we about, talked that. about that. So Liz, and my number six, I don't think is on anybody else's list. I am kind of surprised it's on my list, but <laughs> it is definitely not my kind of film. But boy, did I have fun watching Terrifier too for that one time oh. that I don't have to watch it again. <laughs> it is, but we just, nice. yeah, we just, we just talked about this in our, in our one, one and shot. done. Yeah, one I and, said. Yeah. I, oh my God. Uh, okay. So this is written and directed by Damien Leone. I think he also did all the special effects, which are, were like the makeups. Amazing. It made over $10 million off its $250,000 budget. It was number one in like box offices. So I was like, I have got to see this. I saw it streaming. It's on Screenbox. It is the grossest, bloodiest, two hours and 15 minutes of pure torture that you will ever see. Um, it is horror with the big old capital and bold H, you know, maybe like a calligraphy H it is so <laughs> bonkers, but man, this is this film. I think like it was its year. I don't know what was in the yep. water this year, but people went crazy for terrifier too. loved it. It is for the gore hounds. See it. One time, (laughs) it's just like it was something it was like, you know, one of those water cooler things where I was like, I have got to see it. And I I think it deserves to be on the list of best ones for this year. How would you compare it in tone to something like Hatchet? Right. Which is extremely gory. Very similar. Not as funny. Okay. Yeah. But very similar. You know, Terrifier. uh, I had where it's like pulling out all the gory stops. But I also thought it was, you know, I heard it was like, you know, people like barfing in this in, in the in the cinemas. You know, I could of, definitely see someone throwing up watching this movie. Yep. <laughs> All yeah. right. And if but that's not a recommendation, if that's not I a recommendation. Well that's a, that, that, well, that's a great segue to my number six, which is the Ooh. menu. Uh, <laughs> so you know, I know oh, I Liz. Liz that. and I had had a had a conversation about this, where Liz parks it more on the thriller side, and 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 out, it's out my number movie. one movie of the year that is not a horror movie. Yep, Ooh. I I believe that this is uh, that because it's a cult, um, mm-hmm. that that and that mm-hmm. there is um, mm-hmm. there's some and it is in in a way 
you know, because there's the, there's all the his brainwashed minions uh, of of chefs, but sometimes those brainwashed minions are just your hired help, and they just work really really hard, and that's why they kind of act that way. But when they start killing themselves off for the boss, um, then you realize. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, <laughs> don't listen to this before you see the menu. Um, it is a. Uh, it this is a whip smart mm-hmm. satire, dark dark satire. Uh, it's got a hell of a cast. Uh, it's got Ray Fiennes, it's got Anya Taylor-Joy, it's got Nicholas Hoult, it's got Jen, John Leguizamo. Um, it it shows, you know, there, there's, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is a character who is a, one of these things is not like the other. Everybody else is there for a reason, and she is sort of the outsider looking in. And I love the revelation that they actually spring as to what why she's there. And uh, and you don't want to spoil it because there there are some key key things about how how that becomes important. It is a beautiful film. The food, it's food porn, mm-hmm. right? It's they food sh- porn. They show you these <laughs> things, but they, but they, but, but the chef, it's the, the, the restaurant's called Hawthorne and he is, he is making a statement. Now it's not, if you've seen the trailers, you realize these people are, uh, they've been summoned to this restaurant or they think that they don't realize they've been summoned to the restaurant, but they've been summoned to the restaurant. And, uh, they think that it's going to be a treat, and the food that they serve is fabulous. Interestingly, the food is the food is more metaphorical than the things that mm-hmm. are going to happen to them. Um, but they will have it's like here is the no bread bread course. Yeah, it's <laughs> just it's the like, dipping like, things. Like, yeah, we'll give you some olive oil and some harissa and some and some other things. And the people go, "Where's my bread?" And then some people go, "Oh, that's what a statement! That's that's amazing!" And then and then there's these these broish dudes who are like, "Hey, man, I thought you said it was gonna be bread with this. I want some bread." No. And then they get, they get hand slapped, and and then once they once all of a sudden they the 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 reality they they get revealed as to, hey, what what's this picture of me doing on this piece of food? Um, then they realize something is up, and then it's mm-hmm. like. It's a trap, <laughs> and it's great, and it is intense. It is funny when they reveal the names of the dishes. As, as the movie goes on, they keep on bringing out the courses. Even as the people start getting uh, threatened and killed off, you start getting, you know, the names of the dishes, and they can be hysterical. I mean, it's just, it is, you the I saw it um, on a free showing um, in a packed house, and and the 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 in a you know three hundred person. Thing it's at Lloyd Cinemas and everybody was just busting up. Um, yeah, our our group was all laughing. It was great. I loved it, but I do not count it as a horror movie yeah. personally. Right. I mean, and in, in, in some ways, it's it it's it's an Agatha Christie murder mystery kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But it has, but there is it it is a death cult, straight up death cult ish. Well, oh, that without spoiling the ending, it's a death cult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I don't know and, how and, many and they, of the. Kitchen staff knew all of everything. Although they they kind of were in, they, they, it's like it's like yes, chef, you know, and he would clap, yeah. right? And it's like, but that's and then, just that. But that could kitchen. also be, yeah, that could that also is a it's a it's an indictment on the culinary industry on the mm-hmm. way that they treat their the sous chefs and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I I fully understand this is this falls into Joseph's kind of category of horror or not. It it's it's there. It probably could have gotten higher if not for that. This is your blue velvet. Yes, <laughs> I think it's more horror than blue velvet. <laughs> All right, well, Robert. well good. Uh, this sounds really right up my alley, so yeah. I'm looking forward to yep. seeing this. It's awesome. 
Robert's number six. Okay, I have a, a tie actually for number six since we're allowed to have ties, <laughs> yeah. ties. this year. Okay, <laughs> um, but in this case, they're kind of similar. They're both uh, folk horror. Oh, um, so one of them is Moloch. Okay, written and directed mm, by Van den Brink from the that. Netherlands, mm-hmm. and the other one is You Are Not My Mother, written and directed oh. by Kate Dolan. Oh. That's on my list. I still have not seen that one. All right, good. And they're that both... was on my last year list, I think, because of festivals. Yeah, you saw because that one, "You Are Not My Mother," I think that came out almost two years ago. Um, it, yeah. it made a showing at a festival, and then it didn't do anything until this year. It finally came out to, for the rest of us. Okay. Um, and Moloch, Moloch was just a recent. Right. It just came out recently. That's a uh, Shutter original, I think. Yeah. So I think well, that I'm... might be right. I think Mike yeah. really liked it too. Yeah. Uh, what's so? Uh, could you give us a synopsis on Moloch? Uh, Moloch is a. Um, let me go to the. Let me go to tape. Um, <laughs> go to the tapes. It's a. It's a gal that lives on the edge of a bog in the Netherlands, and her family gets attacked by a stranger one night, and so she's she goes to. Uh, to she starts sort of an investigation on her own to try and figure out why this stranger came came after her uh and in so doing she uncovers a a very long-held family secret almost community secret um that is now had now become a a prime problem for her it's it's almost like a um you know, like in like um, Satan's slaves, it was that that whole mm-hmm. sins of our fathers. Yeah, 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 know, yeah. Kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of it's very similar. So okay. they're, they're like a like a curse curse handed down through the family. Yeah, essentially, yeah, that's what it kind of. So it's a very it's a very uh, mysterious. They're 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 doing the investigation. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're digging up dead bodies at the bog. There, it's just this whole big thing, and there's like cult feel to it, and. And uh, it he's and the director, um, the writer director, does a really good job with making everything feel just, just this impending doom, this dread, mm. all the, as it just builds through the movie. Um, yeah, so and yeah. really anything you shoot at the bog, it's got to be, it's that's got to be kind of scary anyway. <laughs> yeah, bog horror. Scary bog <laughs> horror. Uh, uh, what what's up? Uh, the, the bog horror from Belgium. What was that? Uh, uh, um, help me out here, Liz. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Belgian, Car- Belgian bog horror. Yeah, uh, the, you, it, it was. It was. <laughs> That's the yeah, name they, of they, my they, band. They go, they go crawling. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's our genre uh, of music. It's Belgian uh, Cal- bog horror. Cal- <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Where they go? He goes, is he goes, in run, goes, goes running, running through a uh, a foggy Belgian bog. That is true. Uh, fleeing after being. That's uh, yeah, not the part I remember from that movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think, I think, I think Moloch is, is still first page on shutter, uh, you know, uh, yeah. recent, recent mm-hmm. releases. So for those of you listening here, that's going to be an easy, and we trust that everybody listening to our podcast is actually subscribing oh, to Shutter. Sure. Not yeah. one of our sponsors, but we definitely support what they do because they deliver all the festival films that we see in streaming for uh, streaming for you guys that's that, mm-hmm. that seems definitely what's going on and so it's on shutter um Choices. and and you are not my mother is 
Where can that, I see that? Is it available now? It's. I think it's actually on Hulu. Oh, all right. I'm gonna look. Yeah. It um, and it's it. Um, yes. It's yes. Irish. Nice. Okay. It's, uh, it's an Irish folk horror, sort of with the with the the fairy folk and the stealing of the babies and you know that whole. Oh, I love a change. Yes, that yeah, is the changeling. Yeah, that, that's that that's a very Irish thing. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Like stealing, baby stealing must have been a big thing in Ireland. <laughs> there are there are a ton of those myths and movies about uh, about true. you know baby stealing imps and brownies Changeling. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being replaced by yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was and an excuse where it's like that kid doesn't look like my kid. It's like it looks like the looks like the neighbor. <laughs> it's like it was a brownie that did it. I swear it was a leprechaun. It's like I blame I the bog. It's like, yeah. Are you sure you weren't sleeping with a neighbor? So or just misbehaving kids. That yeah. might have been an easy no, no. excuse yeah. or something. Absolutely. Yeah, the root true. of root of all horror is actually fairy tales. So <laughs> oh, yeah, true. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joseph, what's your number six? My number six is something I saw at Sundance, and I believe it was on Hulu after, but please feel feel free to correct me because I don't uh, know the services so well mm-hmm. on your side of the world. Uh, well, my side, too, just not where I'm currently located. But anyway, here we go. Number six is Fresh. Oh, it is on Hulu. This was Eric, remember when I said I had a five-star review that dropped off the list? Yep. This is the film. Yeah. Okay. I was expecting I, this to be I on the list. Yeah, I loved it. I forgot about it. I, I, that's the curse of the January uh-oh. release. It is now on yeah, Hulu. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Liz. Uh, so for my notes for Fresh, I have, you'll come for the razor-sharp social satire on current sexual politics in the world of online dating and beyond, but you'll stay for the cringe-inducing weirdness and dead serious horror in this tale of a date gone horribly wrong. Or it may be the other way around for you. <laughs> the winner. Sebastian Stan, right? Please. Yeah. And uh, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, I believe, is her name. Yeah. Yeah. Great, I'm glad great you're filling those in for me. I didn't make those notes. Yeah. Yes. That, a lot of fun. That was on as I was trying to binge my way to the finish line here. Fresh was the next one on my list, and I, I, I just, uh, I just couldn't stay up late. Yeah, late I didn't enough. get to it either. All right, I need you to see it, Robert, because I know a wounded fault. fawn is going to come up on your list, and I want to know if it was filmed in the same house as Fresh. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, ah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Okay, so back to the top of the list. Great one, Mike. Mike's number five is a TV series. Mike's number five is Archive eighty one. Uh, which was created by Rebecca Soenshine. Uh, it's based off a podcast, and it says, while it's not rare for great TV to be produced in the golden age of TV, it is rare for a TV show to balance complex emotional interpersonal dynamics and simultaneously deliver legitimate scares. Archive 81 was produced by the James Wan and is not traditionally formulaic TV show. In the same vein as the Jeffersons, the Love Boat, or ER. Nor is it cram-packed with a gaggle of two pretty and wildly unbelievable Hollywood upstarts. 
Archive 81 is the best piece of horror that's ever dropped on Netflix. Mike Wars, not Liz's. And rest assured, we'll be talking about this one as the best things of 2022 will offer us. Yes, you heard that right. The eight-part series based on the podcast is a fascinating mixture of things you've seen before reconfigured into a tale that's never been quite told. There's elements of last year's broadcast signal intrusion, a dash or two of Lost, Hints at the wonderful Shutter Podcast Video Palace, drippings of Panos Cosmatos freak out beyond the black rainbow, Whoa. and maybe even a nod or two to Video Drum. Wow, that's so. Uh... That is Mike's uh, review of Archive eighty one. Sadly for Mike and other fans, this did not get renewed for a second season. So you can see the first season only on Netflix. Sounds super thinky. I can it is thinky. I, I don't it. think I finished it. <laughs> I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I listened to the podcast, but I haven't uh, started the series yet. Okay. I think the oh. podcast goes longer than the series, so maybe you can uh-huh. catch that. All right. So that was Mike's. My number five is still on the festival circuit, and we will have up our lost interview with the cast and crew because I have Cult Hero, which is... Uh directed by J.T. Cook. I caught it at Fantasia. And um, this is about the uh, reality show cult buster, Dale Domazar, who spends his days as a washed up P.I. living in a trailer park. And one day he gets a call from the neighborhood Karen, quote unquote, Callie (laughs) Jones, played by Liv Collins, who needs help extracting her husband, Brad, from a men's wellness retreat. That is a front for a cult led by Master Jagori, played by Tony Burgess. It is ridiculous, very, very silly and hilarious. And in my review, I said, where else can you get cults, real estate, wellness, deviled eggs and dismemberment all in one film? So while this is still on the festival circuit, I will keep you posted on where to find it because it is hilarious, fun stupid (laughs) s-t-o-o-p but just like up my alley i love these kind of very silly movies and stupid yeah those are stupid boy is it creative yeah yeah Yeah. i agree liz with everything you said i I caught that one as well and it's a fun time for sure it's so fun and the jt cook who made it is an absolute blast and um I, i hope more great things come in his future and when this gets released that it has a big release and we will put up i interviewed them at fantasia the lost interview because we forgot to put it up so it will (laughs) (laughs) coming soon coming soon but still on the circuit so it's not too late to put it up that's for sure that is for sure it's such a fun movie so hopefully it'll hit some more of the festivals now that it's been in Canada. Fantasia is a huge festival, so I'd like to see it hit, you know, Overlook and South By and things like that. So I think we'll find an audience there. All right. All right, Eric, your number five. My number five is, uh, and it might be on Joseph's, but let's see. uh, I have The Cursed. Mm. Oh, that was such a hard one to keep off, Eric. That's in my honorable mention list for sure. Uh, And it should have been in the top 10, but it was so difficult this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, the cursed, I, it's a, um, it's the lycanthrope movie that isn't a lycanthrope movie. Um, But it is, uh, you know, I think any good werewolf movie is um, tied to a curse, right? That, that it's whether you're bitten or whether there's some sort of a, um, a, 
a uh, someone done wrong and and been and in this case, um, this is 19th century England, and um, there are some Romani, aka we're not supposed to say gypsies, but uh, the Romani, who are um, sort of living on some on a private estate grounds, and the local <clears throat> manor lord rounds up a bunch of people to go rouse them up and remove them and <clears throat> they do it violently they the the, the local the local brit british constabula, uh, constabularies go down there and they <clears throat> they wipe out the whole band of uh of wandering romani and in in their in the dying breath the 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 matriarch of the clan <clears throat> curses uh the 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 landholder um and they and it's 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 kind of less straight up werewolfy, but they become some sort of feral, sort of monstrous beasts. Um, and it was really moody, really intense. Um, and it's you know it it borrows it 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 you know werewolf movies sometimes play third, fourth, fifth fiddle here, right? I mean they're not. When when they're great, you get American Werewolf in London, you get The Howling, but the the great werewolf movies are few and far between. Um, but this takes the the ideas of it and spins it in a way that you haven't seen it before. Um, and you know the storytelling and what and and watching how the the townsfolk sort of react to it. It um, it really was it was tremendously acted and it's and it's sweeping. It, it's almost like um, you know, a, a British period piece of of Wuthering Heights kind of a thing. It's like on the moors, full of fog, and in the way that you kind of want these these uh, these lycanthrope films to be, and um, and you realize, you know, once once the the guilt of the of the man who did these horrible things to these people, once he understands what's happened, um, you know, he tries uh, futilely to try and ward this off, um. It's a great production. I, I really found myself getting really swept up into it. It's a little bit of a slow burner, um, but it comes in, you know, when it, when it, does, when it wants to punch, it punches hard. Um, and, uh, you know, I think for, for fans, uh, our uh, um, Jeff, uh, uh, or, or I'm sorry, John Foley, our, um, our, one of our, our Facebook uh, friends, um, really, you know, he's, he's, he's my go-to guy when it comes to, uh, werewolves and he loved it you know and and I got I I think Joseph was the first one who spotted it for me and I and I sort of latched on and was like yeah yeah this this really works it's you know the 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 you know don't don't I think there there you should know better to mess with old old Romani women right they 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 have that's true right <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, 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 they dragged me to hell didn't teach you that's a trope now the, the, yeah <laughs> the cursed will the cursed will shy you away from Doing wrong, yeah, and, and and don't you know? Don't crucify him. That's that's uh, that'll come back to get you. So every time, yep. don't mess with older Romani women. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and don't don't stay don't out of the bogs. Uh, lift <laughs> and other car <laughs> yeah. services like that. Yeah. Don't rent an Airbnb. <laughs> don't rent Airbnb. <laughs> don't be a social inf- an annoying social influence. Yeah. Right. Uh, lessons anyway. from 2022. Okay, yeah. Robert. So where where are you at with number five? Uh, my number five is Nope. 
Okay, where 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 is is Mike higher on? I think Mike, Mike is one higher. Mike has this as I think he has it in the number four. Number four. So I say we go. Okay, okay. Robert, why don't you go well, ahead and lead off? Can I? Oh, well, can I butt in? Yes, yeah. please. Because uh, I'm running low on time. It's my annual cutting it short uh, <laughs> time. So can should I run through my top five and then yes. you can hit with yes. Mike's number four? Okay. Please do. Let's do it. All right. So uh, I'll go through here, and if there's anything that's later, just let me know. But uh, let me see. Oh, by the way, <laughs> quick note. So I sent a message uh, to you all last night that I was rounding out my list, and I had to have 11 because I couldn't cut something. And I just now looked, and I didn't realize this until this moment. I have two at number six. I misnumbered. <laughs> oh, actually, I have a top 12 by accident. So you, you and Robert right. both. Not by design. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm not the only one. So yeah. here we go. Uh, I mentioned my number six fresh, and actually the other one I had at six previously was Mandrake. Okay. Oh. Okay. Then, uh, I'll just go quickly through here. Anybody have Mandrake? Nope. No. I believe it's on Shutter now. It is. Okay. That's a weird one. Uh, okay. Oh, okay, good. Uh, so, yeah, I saw this for a fest, but this is uh, on Shutter now. This Irish chiller sees a parole officer taking charge of a case nobody else wants to touch. A woman just released from prison who the townsfolk believe to be a witch. When two children go missing soon after her release, well, that would be telling. <laughs> and uh, you can read my review on the scariest things. And I chose this representative sentence. Mandrake is loaded with tension and shocking surprises. And director Lynn Davison rings every possible bit of suspense from it, giving the film a brooding, dread-filled atmosphere. Okay. I did Number see that five. Good choice, yeah. Okay, thank you. Five, hatching. Did anybody have it higher? No, no. but this was a fun Shame one. Shame on all of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this wicked warped take on modern family drama and social media influencers. <laughs> <laughs> perfect performance. There's amazing creature and body horror effects and no small amount of creepiness. The Finnish Swedish co-production is a sort of film that viewers, again, need to go into as cold as possible. Just know that it involves a young gymnast trying to please her vlogging mother who wants to keep up the online idea of having the ideal family. As you can guess, that doesn't go well for them. <laughs> uh, this is an IFC Midnight release, as is my number four, The Innocent. Anybody oh, else? Okay. Oh, yeah, that was a Liz. One. Yeah, I remember Liz really like yeah. I haven't one caught yet. that yeah. one yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll be really quick about this one. Um, writer director Eskil Vioit, and it's, I hope that's correct. Uh, vote, maybe. It's a Norwegian film, and uh, it's about naughty, naughty, naughty children, <laughs> but it's not the kind of naughty children you might expect. And the performances that this director gets from these kids is reason enough to highly, highly recommend this film. It's amazing. Yes. But uh, the story is also very interesting. And I don't want to give too much away, but I will say that it does involve, it does involve the supernatural. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, once again, these kids are absolutely superb in their performances and it's on i don't shutter want to give anything to more see. away than that 
Oh, thank you, yep. Liz. That's great. That's so yep. put that one high on your list. Yes. Number three. Uh, I think this might be higher for somebody, but I'm going to save this for the rest of you to discuss because it deserves a wider discussion. Speak no evil. It's higher on my um, list. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So my number three, speak no evil. I'll just uh, read my two sentences here. Yes, Director please. Christian Hofdrup, speak no evil. Gestern, I think, from Denmark and the Netherlands, may be the feel-bad movie of 2022 <laughs> in a year with several strong contenders. Yes. Uh, one of which Eric hit on earlier. The film examines social niceties while experimenting with the ideas of what horror is before delivering an absolutely harrowing third act that mm. could well leave you speechless. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yes. My number two, I don't think it's higher on anybody else's list, but once you see it, I'll bet this will be on some 2023 lists. Either list. If you know what I'm saying, because it's a very divisive movie. <laughs> okay. Skin of a rink. Ah, yes. I've been Mike has seen it and just said, oh, real okay. arty. <laughs> yeah, it is. Skin of a rink. Uh, I've been championing this one since I saw it at Fantasia. Uh, by the way, my top fives are all five stars and six through uh, 11 or 12 or whatever are four, four stars. So this is five stars. And it's coming uh it's getting a wide release i believe next month uh, it could be this month so i don't want to blow that for people keep an eye out for it it's going to get a theatrical release i understand and then i believe wow. shutter is going to get it uh in uh later in 2023 okay okay uh let's see i have a scariest things review up so i'm gonna direct everybody to that uh, both for the sake of time and because this is not an easy one to uh, synopsize. But um, I'll just say quickly that director and writer is Kyle Edward Ball's Canadian film. It is artistic and it's incredibly unique. And I think it was absolutely hypnotic and it's a very eerie watch. So the way that it affected me and I think other people too, is that it really genuinely brings you back to being a child and having these hmm. fears of the dark and fears of things that we as adults didn't have the vocabulary for and didn't have the understanding of when you were a kid. And as a film, also, you never know what's going to happen next. And if you look away from the screen, even for a second, you might miss something um, because so much is going on, even though, uh, how can I say this? You don't have a full view of what's happening at all times. Hmm. All right. So if you love tapping into your childhood feel fears and that primal fear of the dark that we all have, please give Skin Marinka a shot. You're either going to love it or have other issues with it. <laughs> so uh, that brings me to number one, Evil Eye, which is new on the festival circuit, but I'm absolutely sure this will get a wide release. It's from one of my favorite directors, Isak Esbon. If anybody saw The Similars a few years oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, okay, you're familiar with Isak's work, but uh, he also has uh, several other films, but they're usually rooted in uh, his love of the Twilight Zone and science fiction and warping uh, time and things like this. This is his first straight up horror film, and it's a, a dark fairy tale 
And uh, I said that, it's by the way, it's a Mexican film, rich in atmosphere, visually stunning, and loaded with fine performances and terrific set design. Evil Eye uh, is about a teen girl's suspicions that her grandmother may be a witch. Now, of course, we've seen several films like that. And of course, it is you know kind of a fairy tale-ish uh, setup as well. But what happens in this film is just masterfully crafted and wondrous to behold. So keep an eye out for Evil Eye, which I think will be on a lot of 2023 best lists after it gets its wide release. And, be, and there be, you go. Be Thanks that, for listening to my little spiel of my top five there. There is an Evil nice. Eye that but came out in 2020, soon. which you don't want to okay. confuse it with. All right. I do need to run. I need to go educate some Go teach some kids, kids. In English. So thanks again, everybody. As always, I have a blast yep. talking with you guys. So uh, I can't wait to listen to the rest of this episode after it drops. Thanks awesome. a lot, everybody. All right. Thanks, Joseph. Thank Good you, Joseph. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 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 If I can find the X button. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and as, as a reminder to our audience here, there is actually an evil eye that was produced in 2020, uh, which is actually about uh, an Indian immigration tale of there's an Indian tradition of an evil eye. It's uh, an okay horror movie. Um, so don't get that confused with the one that the 2022 Mexican version that Joseph was just talking about. I, I saw the similars when that came out and it was totally Twilight Zoney. Really weird and really good. That was, it was a good one. Yeah. So looking forward to that one. All right. So yeah, now that too. we so now we're winding our way back to where are we? Are we on our number fours now? Back at number Mike's? four. So uh, and Mike's number four is Nope. Robert, do you, what is Nope mm. higher on your list? No, my uh, Nope was number five on my list. Okay. So this is so we'll go ahead and we'll read because um, Nope was number six on my list. So. That's how we jump in. Yep. So yeah. Mike, at Mike's description is, this is the ultimate conceit in a UFO f- uh, film. Uh, or the, or uh, let me start again. <laughs> the ultimate conceit in a UFO film is the UFO itself. Do you show it? Do you obscure it? Do you slowly tease it out through the course of the film? No matter your preference, the UFO and the related space aliens uh, have got to be exemplary. Crappy UFO, and you've got yourself a crappy film. A great UFO, one year in the realm, into the realm of Jordan Peele. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Like Liz. Except for Liz. <laughs> but, nope. <laughs> but Nope is a masterful cinematic undertaking uh, that's been uh, that's been undertaken by today's most insightful director, who also happens to be at the top of his game. It's rare to see a film like Nope, one that's op- operating on all cylinders and delivers in every possible category. And um, wow, yeah. I and what I would add to that is I think the, the I think the the telltale signs for me with a uh, Jordan Peele movie is the script. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when, when I'm, when I'm looking back at it, uh, it's the, the, the humor that Peel brings in and Kiki Palmer and her cool hip, hip way of, you know, the, the brother sister combination, believable brother sister combination, um, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, Daniel Kaluuya playing the stoic brother and Kiki Palmer playing the rambunctious little sister, and and their their ranchers and the just the settings it was just the 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 the, the orchestration of all these pieces um, so imaginative um, un, and 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 the there's a uh, Mike suggested but there's a bit of a hidden ball trick here right where 
where you, you think you're going to get one thing and he he completely surprises you as to what the nature of this uh, of this UFO is. Um, and yeah. and and it comes as a huge and dramatic surprise um, when you when, when when you look at it and you go, what? <laughs> um, there are some I, I, I think. I think it should be said that there are he he may be getting a little bit too clever uh, for and, and Peel has this habit you saw it with us where he's got a side story uh, involving the Stephen Yun character. That was the only part of the movie I liked. Yeah, the, with the, with the, with the, the, uh, the Gordy and Gordy, anytime Stephen yeah. Young, everything yeah. else. Yeah. I. I, I Ooh, two star movie for me uh, at best. I I had it. I I think both Mike and I had it four and a half. Um, I, I I loved the nope. I loved the look. <laughs> but Liz also didn't. You didn't like us either. Oh no! Yeah. I think Jordan Peele is a little bit of a Emperor's New Clothes. Okay. Um. I. I just I I remember my my recollections of being in the theater was just being entertained and impressed at how original for me this whole thing felt it and mm-hmm. and, and when when you had uh even the the uh the guy the the best buy guy you know who Steven what was he Steven Perea or yeah who Brandon who, Perea yeah. who 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 offers up his help as you know it's like being a bit uh, also yeah the, the, mm-hmm. the, he was he was great um but like there there were there were certain moments where where the where the the whole namesake of the film, where Daniel Kaluuya is looking out his window, peeks out, looks back in, nope, uh, uh-uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like that was the perfect just the reactions of that. I I I loved I loved the interplay of all that dialogue and stuff like that. So yeah, I was and I liked how a, a lot of what they did was very believable. Mm-hmm. I mean, up to a point, uh, yeah. but <laughs> just like the use of the of the those car dealership flappy men yeah. <laughs> things, you know, to see where the right. where the where the UFO was going to be, and yeah, the straw men, yeah, yeah, or, or the the setting up of the the camcorder. That's the other thing is anything mm-hmm. cryptid. It's like I got to get this on film, right? I got to you know, and 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 this thing. It's unlike when you're expecting it to be little green men. Sure, yeah, catch that on film. This thing's not going to make any sense on film. <laughs> right, uh, and 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 maybe to some degree it that didn't. might have been something. So that and for for Liz, that was like, but what this thing was was just was was a bit um, a bridge too far. But uh, Robert, I think you he and made I made two separate movies. They should not have gone together, and they didn't fit together. I think it was a little bit long. I don't. I don't think it needed to be as long as it was, yeah. which is kind of a, a problem for a lot of movies today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and per- um, particularly for people who are. Auteurs, I mean, it's like, hey, uh, uh, I may go see Avatar sometime soon. Here, that's a three-hour movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody's going, it's a jaw dropper. It's like, it better be if it's three hours. Um, but you know, I know, I know. Liz, 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 and Mike are short movie fans, uh, wh- yeah. which which is uh, remarkable for this was a long movie, and Mike was totally down for it. So I just, I, I don't know. I think that he's getting. Maybe too, quote unquote, clever. He's trying to do too much. We are all like lauding him when. I like his clever. Is it really that good? I don't. I don't think it's clever. I think it's hmm, a little bit of BS. I think I liked it more for what Eric was saying, for the banter between the the siblings and the Best Buy guy and 
Yep. Just that all that dialogue. Yeah, was it, there's wonderful. there's a little bit of Quentin Tarantino in in his in 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 the the stylization of how they of of the dialogue, mm-hmm. um, and I like I love that stuff. And and, and the, the TMZ guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and the fact that that Stephen Yeun, the most the most improbable, uh, what it was Apollo? Uh, what was his? Oh, I'm trying to forget what the name of his his character, but. Uh, the for for a a a, a cowboy uh, amusement park owner, it's like you got this Korean Korean guy. Is that's like that's kind of cool, and, he, and I loved his suit. So um, anyway, so that's 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 Mike's Mike's four, my my six, and Robert's five. Uh, Liz, what is your number four? My number four is Barbarian. Aha! Uh-huh, keep Whoa. going. And we all you're, have it on our gonna, list. You're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, wait, we're gonna keep going on Barbarian. Okay. All there right. we are. Okay. Yes. Wow. Uh, so my number four is the Black Phone. Hey, that's my number four. That's higher on Mike's list, but uh, he's not here. Yeah, so, so we can either it, we're, say we're, it is Mike's number one film of the year. Oh my gosh! Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, do we want to wait until we get around to the number ones? We can wait until we get to the number ones. All right. Okay. Nah, okay. No, actually, let's let's let's, let's talk let's, about it. Let's talk about it. Mike's not here. Mike's not. He gave it five out of five and jump scares. Yeah. He said, mm-hmm. and we sat next to him. He jumped. It was so. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you you haven't lived in, until you've been next to Mike Campbell during a good jump yeah. scare. Yeah. He does yeah. full body reflex out of curl, the chair. Yeah. Curl into a ball, <laughs> jump scare, and it makes, awesome. it makes me and Liz giggle. Yeah, I have uh, this as an honorable mention. I really, really liked it. Um, you know, I think this. Uh, my thoughts are that top-notch uh, child acting. Yeah. yeah, really. This thing could have fallen apart if the kids weren't good. This thing could have yeah. been right. awful if the kids weren't good. Uh, I just saw a movie called uh, Beast with Idris Elba, where the kids weren't good, oh. and it, and it really screwed with the movie. Uh, That's on the, my other list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie had, I was really looking forward to that one, but yeah, we won't talk about that one because the, the black phone, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a kidnapper uh, mm-hmm. with, um, you Ethan know, Hawk. It, Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke and a, amazing. a yeah. new scary mask introduction, which is oh, awesome man, to get a new scary masks mask. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is frightening. Um, and in, in more of a Buffalo Bill kind of a way. Right. right? That is a character that I want. I want a prequel movie to the black phone. I want to get inside this guy's head. Like I want to know more about him. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think the backstories of all the kids that you get to see, you know, and, and he's kidnapping, he's not just kidnapping the weaklings. He's kidnapping, Mm -hmm. kidnapping the most badass kids in town. Almost. Which this town is full of badass kids. Yeah, right. like it's like, and, the, and they just, up. they just like, they will, these kids will rumble and they're not afraid of anything. And I, and mm-hmm. I think that is part of the story is, is that the, 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 the boy who is actually trapped in the house for the bulk of the movie is tapping into the resources of those who perished before him in the form of ghost. Right, kids. right, right. And through the, the phone. Yeah. The through the back phone. phone. The and, black phone. And, yeah. um, and the, <laughs> And you gotta love the little sister who is so. so that, you know, sometimes plucky kids can drive you crazy. It's like they're it's they're too much. But you, she was. I hope she gets an Oscar nomination for supporting actress. Uh, she I, she should. 
Um, that because that the the scene where she's getting belt whipped by her dad, and her crying was like it was almost too much. It yeah. was it was it was uh like wow. It's like have you actually experienced horror like this, kid? Because it sounds like it. This is <laughs> that's rough. Um, and that wasn't even the main bad guy. That was the other. Right. That was the secondary bad guy of the bad dad. Um, so loaded with great characters, um, mm-hmm. and pay, great pacing. Um, I actually would say that probably one of the closest. I think. I think it it, it reminds me a lot of Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. In in but in, with kids. Oh, yeah. kids. I mean, yeah, but it's it, it really is. It's a but it's a it's, it's a, a serial killer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, bring bring the whole family. But this is Joe Hill, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, short story by Joe. His Hill. short story directed by Scott Derrickson from yeah. Sinister. Right, and and then uh, taking a break from his Marvel movie duties. Um, yeah, and it's and it's like yeah. The, Liz, remember when we saw it in the theater and we walked out and we went, see, when Universal brings out yeah. when you, you know, we we had just been seeing a bunch of kind of indie low budget films and then we saw the black phone and you go who wow. yeah okay yeah. there's yeah. a difference what a difference millions of dollars can make <laughs> right you, know, yeah, you get for sure you get an Ethan Hawke you get a Scott yeah. Derrickson you get a budget you get you get to hire you know the better better actors i mean if done mm-hmm. right i mean we've seen yeah. i mean there will be movies on our stinker list mm mm-hmm. mhm where it's like you squandered that money. Um, yeah, that did. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, because yeah. there there are times where it's like, mm, man, where'd that money go? Um, yeah, I'd love a black phone prequel, something digging into Ethan Hawke's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the fact that the brother the the brother was upstairs too, mm-hmm. and didn't know. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean. When you re- get the reveal of the houses, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah. And and and, yeah. and, and yeah. the one guy's like, he's got the he's got the strings trying to figure out where all this stuff yeah. is happening. Yeah. It's like oh, it's in your that. fucking house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's down in the basement. It's downstairs. Oh, damn it. Yeah, oh, man. That was, that was good great. One. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like oh, the, this. This revived my hope in um, Hollywood production. Uh, to to come out, it's like we can do something more than Halloween ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, we we are capable of doing new ideas and things that are not tied to other franchises. And uh, let's do more of that, please. So yes, please. Oh, that was kind of the same thing with Nope, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was I, so I I think the Nope. Go- <laughs> nope. <laughs> Liz Liz carrying that cross Ooh. around the courtyard. <laughs> I hated it. Ugh. I liked the Gordy stuff. I would have watched a whole movie about the, the ape the, tearing people apart, but <laughs> the rest of it I didn't want to watch. Okay. I'll get off. No. Okay, so then not so, on my worst list. Though. So that was where? Where are we now? That was Robert's number four. That was four. Yeah, okay. that was and so, Mike's number one. So, um, yeah, uh, Did we do Liz's four. My four is Barbarian. So where is Barbarian? Is anybody at number three? I uh, know it's, my Barbarian was still number come. seven. Oh, no, that's I've, right. mine, okay. I've, I've got Barbarian okay. up higher. All right. Okay. My so, number three. Mm-hmm. Are we at my number three then? Yes, we are. Yes. Is Resurrection. Really? 
Yes. Really? That was, wow. I did not. Yes. Okay. Now I'm, okay. I rewatched it. Here's my, okay. Okay. My turn to disagree with you, but you, but I will give you the lead here. So Resurrection is directed by Andrew Siemens. We saw it at Overlook. It stars Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth. Mm -hmm. And this is a weird, weird movie. So Rebecca Hall plays Margaret. She's like a corporate uh, exec. She's very overprotective of her daughter, which we're not really sure why. She goes to a conference and in the back of the room is Tim Roth and she freaks out. he plays a guy named David who is from her past. And we realize that their relationship is weird based relationship. on him yeah. asking her to do very weird things like go to the park and <laughs> kneel down for eight hours and don't move. Um, there's a very weird, abusive, destructive relationship. They have also like lost a baby in the past until he says, well, no, we haven't. It's right here inside my belly. And you're like, what? What? And it just goes <laughs> off the rails and has an ending that when I first saw it was like, oh, I love everything except for the ending. But on another viewing, I- I'm OK with it. And Rebecca Hall, it, she is the Tony Collette of this year. If she does not of get some sort running, of award, yeah. yeah, she should have gotten something from the night house. She is so good that. Ugh, the movie for her, like one monologue alone, that is like a 10 minute monologue. Uh, when she's talking to her assistant. Yeah. To her assistant. Yep. Who, who, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, I just wanted to order you a car or whatever she was like in there <laughs> doing. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I, it, it's one of those movies that I had to see it again. It stuck with me. It is so weird. I'm like, what? And the performances are so good. It has to be in my top. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't latch on to it. I, I emotionally couldn't get attached to it. I, I, I couldn't really either. Although the the performances, especially her performance, was stellar. It was yeah, amazing. Ab- absolutely lights out. But I I like her relationship with her kid. It mm-hmm. was just it's like you're not you're not trying any different. You're just trying the same thing but harder, right? Right. And, and it's like yeah. you're not. This is not. This shoots her in the foot eventually. Yeah, yeah. This isn't working. And then her relationship with her. Uh, her worker, co-worker who loves her, who's yeah. got a hot. Oh, she's hot definitely she's very effed in the head. There yeah. is yeah. <laughs> like she's gone, she's gone this through a relationship lot of with mm-hmm. Tim Roth has really, really, yeah. really messed her up. And it yeah, yeah messes up every yeah. other the, relationship she and, has. And, the, and I think that they went, I think a tighter edit. I would have liked them to edit out a few of the scenes that they just they kind of go back to the well. And it's like you made your point and you made your point again. I don't think you need I think let's. Let's, you know, for the first time, like, I'm the one who's saying, shorten the movie up. Fair. Pa- pa- it's not. Uh, I think, I I get, I think that they could have. It's, it's the same length as a black phone, actually. It's an oh. hour and 40 minutes or so. Yeah, I think they could I could trim I off at least 20 minutes. Mm. Yeah, I, I think because you could have you could have gotten to the point where because you could you can understand how the, the weirdness factor and why she's doing what she's doing. But he asks her to do a lot. I think she, he shows a lot of the routines that she makes that, that she has to do. And you're kind of going, yeah, either fight it or give up. <laughs> I was getting really frustrated with that. But I think that yeah. I think that was part of the point was what kind of the, the kind of men, mental anguish and torture that she was yeah. put through. But for me, it was a mental, mental, mental anguish and torture for me having to go, come on, do something. <laughs> God damn it. Fair, you feel, you fair, feel, fair. You feel helpless because you want her you want her to it's like either give up and succumb to this guy or fight back and take control. And she was walking this weird middle ground. And I get it. 
I mean, and that's part of that's part of the um, oh, until the, 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 end. The, the pressure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So yeah. you know, I, you know, I had it. I didn't hate the movie. I I I had I I peg it as I I I had it as a three when I, after I first watched it because of the mm-hmm. acting performances and but I this is another one where like Deadstream I'm in, I'm slightly in the minority. I think that that uh, Resurrection right now has got a pretty good pretty good meta score going for it. It's weird and you can make up your mind by seeing it on Shutter. There you go. Okay. And before I did my number 3, I forgot to do Mike's. I don't think it's on anybody else's list because oh. it is Satan Slaves 2. Oh. Communion. Oh. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and three. go ahead and read through. So I will read Mike's uh, little diatribe. Okay, he gives us four and a half out of five, directed by Joko Anwar. Yay. And if 2022 Yay. has you a little jaundiced with reboots, sequels, prequels, and reimagining, your feelings are not unwarranted. Let's face it, Halloween Ends was confusing and largely devoid of Michael Myers. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre was silly and uncooked. Hellraiser oh, was pretty right. to look at, but became an unnecessary and boring reboot. I like the have no hot, fear. The Indonesians are here. <laughs> okay, that, that part I could agree with. Have no fear. The While Hollywood trundled yeah. around looking to reboot the perfect horror franchise, the Indonesian horror community, and in particular the brilliant Joko Anwar, yes, was developing the near perfect horror sequel, Satan Slaves Communion. In 2017, Anwar brought us another extraordinary film in the first installment of Satan's Slaves, ironically, a remake of a 1980s version of the story. So largely following the same family from the first films, film Satan's Slaves Communion takes place several years later in the mid-1980s, where Rini, played by Tara Basro, and her brothers Bondi, Nassar Anuz, and Tony, Endi Arafan, and her father have managed to escape the wild and terrifying satanic fertility cult and have found a quiet prison-like concrete tenement apartment. So if that's your refuse, I feel like you're not in a safe place. But Satan Slaves (laughs) Part 2 commence. (laughs) I have not watched this one yet. I had really wanted to get it on my list, but have not. So I'm going to take Mike's word that it's very good. and I'm I caught it. it. I watched it, but it didn't make my list. Okay. It's on I Shutter. I thought it was a little too long for me. Another That's one fair, because I think it's over two hours. Yeah. I, yeah, I, loved, one. I loved the first Satan Slaves. I, I did, too. I, 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 it, was, it was one of my favorite films of that year. So I don't remember it enough. Do I need to watch it again before I watch Satan Slaves Part 2? I would. I, Probably. I think, yeah. It would help, I think. Yeah. Because they, they really right? just jump right into it with the same characters, and you're, they do make some references back to the other one. So, okay. okay, all right, okay, Eric, your number three. My number three uh, is Prey. Uh, hey, that's my number three. Uh, hey, hey <laughs> Okay, so uh, do you want to do you want to do your lead in? What or? Oh no, okay, go ahead. Okay. I don't all right, really so have that's a lead like, in. That's like, all right. Uh, I have. Uh, so I wrote. <laughs> I wrote this up. Uh, I gave it four and a half. I've even think, thought about making this a five star. Uh, but uh, Prey is a remarkable refresh of the old Predator franchise. And for my money, this is the best action horror movie since The Descent, the best horror western since Ravenous, and could arguably be better than the original Predator. This, is, this movie has the best protagonist yet in this franchise, including Dutch, Schwarzenegger, and the monster is better than ever. The monster is a transportive adventure, and who would have thought that a previously moribund series could find such fresh legs? 
Prequels can be mm-hmm. tricky things. By the time a prequel gets released, the general premise of the franchise is so ingrained that in order to generate a new perspective, the filmmakers feel like they have to dial back. The surprises are perceived to have already been played out. Now, in this case, I've always, I think, if I've often referred to my rule number one, but my rule number two is it's a horror movie if there is a large gulf between the power of the, of the antagonist or the monster and the protagonists or the heroes. And in Predator, Schwarzenegger versus the Predator is close to a one-to-one matchup, right? Or close to it. In this case, it's a Cherokee Huntress with a bow and arrow versus an alien Predator with high-tech weaponry and invisibility cloak who can take out an entire uh, uh, cadre of uh, French trappers and all of their Mm -hmm. weaponry and stuff. And she is dynamite she is she so is. much fun it's a good amber mid thunder yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, she she knocked it out of the park in that one for sure yeah and you know i i'd seen another movie earlier in the year which was the opposite end of the budget spectrum of prey which was slashback which was uh, a horror movie about a group of inuit girls in the arctic circle who run into Martians disguised as in polar bear skins, <laughs> essentially <laughs> kind of wacky. Huh. Um, and th- they were, you know, it, and it was one of those things where after I wrote the, 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 the review of the movie and I had it, and it's sort of framed by the fact that these are girls who grew up in Nunavik, not expiring to be actresses and they just acted in a movie. And it's like, congratulations, girls, you're movie stars now. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and but it was it was really refreshing seeing that point of view. You go to pray and you hire a bunch of uh, indigenous North American, Canadian and, and, and American tribes. But essentially, these are I think I think they're Comanches or portrayed as Comanches in the eight or the 17th centuries, like late 18, late 1600s. The technological technology gulf between monster and. And these and the, and the entire tribe is, <laughs> it's, it's like rocks and sticks. Yeah, it yeah. is. And she, <laughs> and and but and and then people was like, well, you can't do that. This is this is uh, what, what what's the Mary Mary Sue? No, it's not Mary Sue. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a normal human or a a human, not a normal human, but he beats them essentially with punji sticks and mud, right? And it's like, okay, if you if you if you're willing to buy this premise. Seeing her use similar tactics, but without 300 pounds of muscle, it's like, I, <laughs> I, I was really down for this. I thought, I, I, it was one of the things that reminded me how much I love a good space monster and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and seeing, cause, cause it actually, it, it gets to show off and just butcher a whole bunch of folks too. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've spoken a bit about this, Robert, what's your... What, what, I what? I went into it not knowing what to expect, um, especially because it came from Hulu. I just I think it was the first. I think they've had a couple now, but this was the first one I'd seen that was Hulu original or whatever. Yeah, uh, an exclusive. So I had no idea what it was what it was going to be, and it was amazing. It yeah. was just the production values and the cinematography, the countryside that they're fighting in, yeah. and uh, that the they brought the. They brought the monster back to his 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 glory days. Yeah, yeah, and the no. 
you know, if you're going to do a Western, you'd better be able to do good wide shots. You know? Yeah. Great wide yeah. shots. If you're going to have a bear in the movie, that better be a good bear. So, yeah. So that was, again. Um, and then just all the, the color, the, all the other characters that, that colored the film, like the, like the French trappers, you know, yeah. and the other tribes people and. Yeah. It was great. It was so, really well done. I think uh, I think it also opens the door to say, hey, we're going to do Predator through the ages, and maybe we're going to go to, you know, uh, the Napoleonic era, or you know, yeah. some, do, do something. Else. I mean, you can go any, any other any other hot spots. Yeah. Well, apparently, <laughs> I think that the, the, the suggestion was here was that it was this was the first time that they had come to the planet. But who's to say you could you could yeah you could go to Rome if you wanted to. It, it was it's kind of like history through the eyes of a predator. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, so num- number three, totally surprised me. Didn't see this one coming. Um, and this mm-hmm. one was when we talk about uh, reboots. This is how you do a reboot. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. This was a fun. That was a fun one. Agreed. So, so that's that's both me and Robert. So we're back to the top. We're, we're at Mike. We're at Mike. Mike's number two is men. I don't think this is on anybody else's nope. list. Um, nope. Okay, so this is written and directed by Alex Garland, and Mike says this might seem like a stretch, but if you've never seen a film, but you've never seen a film quite like 2022's Men, really, it's a pretty singular place in the world of psychedelic horror. Frankly, there is nothing that compares to this shocking bit of A24 business, unless you count Cronenberg's. 1979 classic The Brood as a contemporary, but that was 43 years ago. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Men, directed by friend of horror Alex Garland, who did 28 Days Later and Annihilation, is exactly the film that 2022 needed, nay, required. By managing to expertly weave through a minefield of trauma, sexual repression, male insecurity, and post hashtag me too movement dynamics, Garland turns in one of the best horror films of the year. Um, I saw men and enjoyed it and whoever did the special effects should win an Oscar, huh. but it did not have the lasting impact on me that had a mic. I, I didn't I get around caught to it, it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally worth seeing. Rory Kinnear okay. is great. Jesse right. Buckley is great. It is weird. And the effects are super cool, but not in my top 10 list. Yeah. My number two is watcher. That's mine. All right. Oh, nice. Directed by Chloe Okunu. I caught this one at South by Southwest and I gave it five out of five stars. And I boy, is this yes. movie for me. This is such a me movie. And this is stars Micah Monroe, Carl Glusman, and um, Bern Gorman. And it's about oh, uh, Julia. So creepy. Yeah, he's so creepy. The second you see him and the movie is called Watcher, you're like, well, he that's it. Yeah, it's he's like, the watcher. <laughs> I do not trust that guy. He just looks. No. Evil. <laughs> uh, Julia follows her uh, husband, Francis, to Romania. They uproot their lives from New York and move to Bucharest. He's Romanian. She doesn't speak Romanian. She's kind of alone in her apartment. And uh, every time she looks out the window, she sees a gentleman looking back at her from a window across the street. Uh, Mayhem, stalking, and a super surprise, bloody killer ending ensue. Uh, Uh, Boy, it's fun. This is is fear soaked in paranoia juice. Yeah. This is um, in in, in the. But just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not following. That's right. I mean, it's it's one of those kinds of things, you know, and 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 the the husband is is trying to be supportive, but he's like, I've got to go to work. It's like it's like he just he might be a little weird just but, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong. 
Right. But, but there's but, also a serial killer like yeah. stalking the streets of Bucharest. Right. So. And, and, and there's a lot of they, they throw you tons of clues and misdirection. Um, so it's not, you know, though you suspect, you know, Bern Gorman is the obvious Oh, of, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, you know, Just look threat. at him. Just look at him. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it 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 vacillates through the film, and you go, she, she could she could be wrong. She could be. Yeah. She, yeah. You know, and and it's like he, just because he looks menacing doesn't mean that he is a menace. You know. Yeah. It's like, like you're profiling him, and then yeah. he even <laughs> says like, "No, the police come to her door because he's like she's following me because yeah. she is." Yeah. And she, so. she's acting just suspicious too, and. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the, uh, this was, it's Romania, right? Yes. Yeah. Bucharest, Romania. Bucharest. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just a really moody, a great setting. We haven't seen that setting before. And, and it's, it's also your, she's a, uh, uh, she's a fish out of water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't know the language. She doesn't understand the culture. Her husband w- was first generation Romanian. That's why he's got the job. So he he fits in more comfortably, but she's all alone in this um, this great but kind of ominous estate or uh, apartment. Apartment. But it's like love that apartment. God, what a yeah! Hand. It was I, I really really that cool. Apartment. That was really yeah. cool, even yeah. if it is kind of creepy. I it, it was I, I loved it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I I I was kind of hyped up because Liz hyped it up after South by Southwest. I saw an overlook and I went, "Yep, mm-hmm. yep, I'm down." It's with good. It. That yeah. was really. Really good. I'm um, I'm hoping it gets some track, but I don't hope. I hope that it doesn't get a sequel. I think that that you just stay, oh no, you stay there. You stay there. It could. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's I don't think like, it could. It's kind of like uh, making the like her uh, uh, or not. It wasn't it wasn't her movie because she was she was it follows right. My, my yes, yeah, she was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in but it, but it follows. Um, fortunately, they haven't done a sequel to it follows. Um, Thank goodness. Or because they like uh, they did one for don't breathe. And uh, that was, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It, it shouldn't have been done. No, right, really. exactly. <laughs> I don't think they could make a sequel to this. No, because um, it, it, it comes, it, it really is a story that only wants to come and end with yeah. that story. It, there's not, and you don't have any kind of a supernatural killer. It, this one, to be honest, could be straight thriller. Uh, I think the amount of bloodshed and violence moves it out of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for three quarters of the movie, it could be straight thriller. Yeah, yeah, last, yeah. The last, last act is horror, right? So, Which but will... I, I, I call it, consider it horror enough because it's my number two. Yeah, so, Robert, awesome. mine too. What's your number two? <laughs> my number two is a wounded fawn. Okay, very high. Written very new, yeah, by mm-hmm. Travis Stevens. Yeah, I actually this is one of the ones that I just caught recently, and it went all the mm-hmm. way to number two. It went all the way to number two. It's um. I just I love the um, I like the folk horror the the mythology horror and this this goes off on a weird track of mythology and bloodshed and horribleness. Yes. Uh, that just struck a chord and and the the um, the performances in here with with uh, Josh Rubin and uh, Sarah Lind uh, they did very very well I thought. So what's the general? I'm surprised. I thought this, this was going to be on Joseph's because he lauded this movie early in the year mm-hmm. from a festival. Um, so this one is a guy who's a serial killer uh, of women who he dates on the like, dating app, takes one on a 
I'm going to go on a getaway with this guy. I don't know. I'm not victim blaming, but ladies, don't go on the getaway with the guy you just met on the dating app. That was a little uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And But the tables are a little bit turned on him and it goes pagan folklore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. nice. This one, I really, really, really wanted to like it more than I did. Cool masks. Not as cool mm-hmm. as a black phone, but it didn't uh, hit it for me. But I do want you to see fresh and let me know if they filmed it in the same house. That was a beautiful house. Yeah. Yeah. It was just all the sets were really, really well done and the lighting and everything. That whole scene where she's dancing. Look, and when she first gets to the apartment, she's dancing through the apartment and the camera's following her. That was that it's really, great. really well made. I mean, Travis yeah. Stevens obviously knows what he's yeah. doing. It's yeah. just we uh, should try and, maybe we should try and get Travis Stevens back on because we interviewed him for um, uh, the one with Barbara Crampton, G. Gub, Jacob's wife. Yes, Jacob's wife. Oh, yeah. yes, <laughs> Sarah Lind was in that, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think played she her was. sister. Yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, okay, well, I yeah, I the, uh, as I was binging through movies, uh, Coming through this year, a wounded fawn was one of the ones that was on my. Do I have enough time to catch this on my on on my on my uh, my end of the year binge? Which mm. you know, I, I recommend just, it. It's on Shutter. Yeah, I'd say watch it. it. Yeah, I caught it on Shutter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally will. Okay, and so we've done right. we've done Josephs. Um, now we are at our number ones. We um, did Mike's because that was Black Phone. Okay, all right, Black Phone. So we are back to Liz then. Minus speak no evil. Oh, all the way to number one, all the way to number one. I cannot stop thinking about this movie. And I have now seen it three times, which is probably more than anybody needs to see this movie. You're a glutton for for depression, aren't you? (laughs) It is, as Joseph said, the feel bad movie of the year. But at the beginning, it is one of those. It's cringe, which is also feel bad. It is a cringe comedy of manners, almost if you're like. So the the um, general plot of this movie is that two couples meet at in Italy on vacation and one is Danish and one is um, from the Netherlands. So uh, Dutch and they hit it off on the vacation and the Dutch couple says, hey, why don't you guys come visit us? And the Danes are like, yeah, I mean, let's go. What's the worst that could happen? If you're asking that, don't go. Um, When they get there, there's some real creepy stuff that's going on at the house. But you're like, and they're like, I I don't know. Is this just a weird Dutch thing? They don't want to be rude. They're (laughs) staying in these people's house. But it's one of the it's so cringy that you're like, at what point do you just say, screw this? And these people were out of here. But at the same time, we're like, we want to be polite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> well, and I think they, the, they hit that point like a couple of times. And, yes, but they, they do. But they always back go in. back. Yeah. They keep getting drawn back in and don't trust their gut to get out. And boy, that was painful. Ugh, <laughs> painful. it becomes so painful. Now, the director, uh, whose name is Christian Tufstrup, uh, which I probably mispronounced, said in his director's statement, because I saw this at Sundance. So he did a you know recorded statement mm. that um, he wanted to make the most unpleasant film that he could. And yes, he succeeded. He also <laughs> referenced Lars von Trier and Michael Haneke as his influences. So if you know anything about either of those, you know that you are not about to watch a happy, fun movie. It is such a downer, but I have not stopped recommending it thinking about it it had to be number one i mean 
Well, that's why I had to put it on my on my top ten. It had yeah. to be in there somewhere. It's so good, but, but I just, boy, it's is not it... something I could watch again. No, that was a one and done for me. Yeah, I I, I feel that, but See? I wanted to get into it and like really be like. Yeah, well, okay. I can't stop thinking about it. I got to see it again, and I'm like, oh, I, I, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And Robert, you have to remember that Liz will watch All Interior as her yeah, Christmas movie. Yeah, it's my Christmas movie. movie. I'll get it done <laughs> so, this week. <laughs> so, you know, the, her 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 love of uh, of I want to be uncomfortable movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> absolutely. Good. Yeah, yeah. I want to be uncomfortable, but not. Uh, as uncomfortable as my number one worst film of the year will make you. So. Oh, right, right. I know what that is. <laughs> we talked about that one a few times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, All right. What's your number one? Well, we waited Barbarian. for it. Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, yes. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It's like, a hugely original. Creepy in all its deliveries. It start, you know, it, 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 it started as with one solid good idea and delivered on a better one. This was... So- <laughs> The director, Zach Krieger, um, mm-hmm. I, I heard an interview with him and it was quoted as he said he wanted to make a film that was Fincher upstairs and yeah. Raimi downstairs. So <laughs> I, <laughs> without spoiling this movie, yeah. if you get right. what that would mean. Right. Yes. So in order to sort of avoid too many spoilerishy yes. descriptions, yes, no spoilers. I, I, I will read the IMDB description. It's like, yes, that's fair. In, in a town for a job interview, a young woman arrives at her Airbnb rental. Hmm, it's a theme. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Late at night, only to find that the house has been mistakenly double booked by a uh, a scars guard. <laughs> uh, yep. by, and, by a scars guard. <laughs> and, and, and a strange man. By Pennywise. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that should have been her first yeah. clue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> against her better judgment, she decides to stay the night anyway, but soon discovers that there's much more to be afraid of in the house than the other house guest. That is so true. Yeah. And yes. it was, but he gives off um uh creepy and, vibes. Yeah, the, he yeah. is, <laughs> and even when he starts mellowing on, you know, this is this is this is the bill of the Skarsgard clan. Yes. Um, uh who plays Keith and and he he tries a little too hard. It's like, oh no, yeah, just come in and stay. He was like, I'll take the I'll take the bed. And she goes, I, I don't know. And he goes into a room, locks the door, and all these kinds of things. And then you know, the, even if the 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 how the trust gets gets made, and and then when the weird yeah. shit happens, I mean, I think Mike 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 in his description also totally aware. So Mike's Mike's description of barbarian, who he said, unless you live oh, under a right. rock or just yeah. don't, or don't just uh, go online, you probably have already heard about barbarian. It's uh, been called this. Oh, year's that's my mo- description. Okay, yeah. I wrote this one. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, uh, well, you can go ahead and you want to finish the... the so, the, yeah, the, I said it's been called this year's malignant and most reviews say don't read the reviews and go in as knowing as little as possible. So I agree with that sentiment and it will keep it really, really short. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you can't see it on the big screen anymore. It's out on HBO Max, but boy, was this fun time in the theater yeah. because yeah. it was... <laughs> That shit crazy. It yeah. was this year's Malignant. And, and yeah. if you've seen Malignant, yeah. you know. Like, this was a much better movie than Malignant. I mean, yes. I it was, for one. sure. Um, yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Justin Long, God love oh, Justin so Long, because he's like, yeah. he's been in the he's horror a treasure. business. For, he, is he is a treasure. <laughs> and it's it's funny. It's like you still think of him as a kid, but now he's in his l- probably late 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, but he plays a dick, right? He does. And, yeah. Although kind of a funny dick. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like, 
Like, it just cracked me up when he yeah. kept measuring. Yes, he, oh, that was so good. And, and yes, like, oh my like, god, huh? So creepy, funny. creepy seller. I wonder this could be more. This square is extra footage. square footage. Yeah, I, yeah. Can get, <laughs> I can get more money out of this. I can sell because he, he's desperate to sell. He's this the thing. owner of the Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. and um, the the surprises that come. It's like, uh well, I didn't see that coming. That was not mm-hmm. what I expected. There's and no way like, you could see it coming. No, Anybody no. who says they could is lying. Right. And yet it doesn't. <laughs> There's no way. But it, but at the same time, it's it makes, you know, in hindsight, it's like it all goes together. It's just sense. It, you're yeah. working with a puzzle that you that's only that you're 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 doing the you got the edges of the the puzzle built after the first act. And you still can't figure out what the image is going to be. Right. You don't know what the middle of the puzzle is. And then once mm-hmm. you start putting it together, you're going, oh, wow. Oh, wow. But then it's still yeah. <laughs> the last yeah. like two minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's this year's Malignant. Yeah. And nothing yeah. this crazy has come to the theater yeah. or to our screen so since that. High marks for originality. Um, for sure. And mm-hmm. I, you know, that that this is where... You go okay. This this new golden age of horror still keeps cooking, because yep. you know my hope is that this makes a good bit of money, but not so much money that they try and sequelize it, right? Oh, I don't God, know. I could. hope not. Maybe yeah. a prequel, but then it would just be torture porn. Yeah, I know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, Richard Brake is great. Um. Who we find later in the movie, Georgina Campbell, who's Tess. Yeah, who is the, she's great. The yeah, lead. she did yeah. a good job. She's yeah. she's great, and and you feel for it. It's like, girl, what are you doing going to to the to like derelict parts of Detroit for your? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was wondering. That was the only part of the movie I was a little bit. What? Because but even the the job interview person was like, "Where are you staying?" Yeah, like it's like the only house in the neighborhood that still has windows. But hey, that's why you don't get a vacation rental. I say, as I'm about to go stay in one next week. Yeah, I was gonna say, (laughs) if there's a scars guard in it, just just I don't know. I might go in. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Uh, Yeah, which scars guard? Yeah. You know, I th- we say this right as as I'm contemplating um, some Austin Airbnbs because the hotel stays. If too- there's a scars guard in it, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Liz might change her mind and back out of the I'll holiday. I'll change my and, mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's so that's my number one. Uh, and you, Robert, what, this was where was it in yours? This was number seven for me. Okay. And, and for Mike, it was For his. Mike, it was number eight. And for Liz, you, did you have it on yours? I have it as number four. Yeah. So, nice. uh, so that's a, that's a everybody pretty good it. consensus, but I don't think uh, Joseph was able to see it because- He has not been able so, to see yeah, it yet. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So that, Robert, you've got the last one then. What is it? <gasps> it stars a bacon. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Is it smart? Smile is my number one. Really? Wow. I love that movie. I was that okay. Was super good. I was totally stunned. I thought, go, you go. I, it's your number one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so written directed by Parker Finn, um, starring Sosie Bacon. Six degrees of Sosie Bacon. <laughs> um, and let me find my notes here. Uh, this was a fun one. It's almost, it's almost like um, 
it's almost like it follows or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Mm -hmm. It's that whole, um, it's a, well, I'll just say after this, this woman, after she witnesses a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter, who is Sosie Bacon, um, starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. And she must confront her troubling past in order to survive, blah, blah, blah. That's sort of yeah. neither here nor there. But so the thing that really grabbed me, though, was that, and I don't want to spoil anything, yeah. but it, it, it creates this very long-lived mystery. And yes. she's, she dives in and she just keeps going deeper and she brings her ex uh fiance cop friend into it and he digs into it and there's just there's all these people that you would think that they wouldn't believe what she was saying but eventually they do and everyone's like how did we not see this before what is actually going on here (laughs) so it's it's that part that really grabbed me and then the performances of Sosie Bacon was were great yes Yes. she was amazing and then the horrific special effects scenes were also really well done. <laughs> and, so. and the, the end, which it, it, it sort of went into many spirals mm-hmm. and, and uh, because of the, you know, I think there's a lot of, she's a psychologist and, mm-hmm. and a lot of this plays on, you know, madness and hallucination and, right. Um, you know, Is it threats, threats perceived right. real and, uh, so a great psychological thriller. Um, yeah, I I had shied away from this because at, at first I thought it was a PG-13 movie. And no, it's an R-rated movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it deserves to be an R-rated movie. Yeah, there's some gross stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, there was a... Um, there was a movie that looked, that had so like people who were smiling that, you know, you know that, that text app that, like makes people the, yeah oh I know what you're talking about and, it and was horrible it was a horrible movie from about four years ago <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh yeah like I know what you're talking about. like um, truth or dare or truth something. or dare it was truth or dare and it kind of like the the marketing and stuff like the poster made it look like like this is cheesy this is like but it, it you know did. for the, the for the teens but when it premiered at Fantastic Fest people like went nuts for it and that's a tough crowd yeah. Yeah, uh, so. they, they that that's that's the uh, um, you know the the truth serum. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was and, a festival circuit audience. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but but a one like that where they're like diehard horror fans, right? They want mm. horror. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm just gonna check check the box office here, but this was you know I was I was saying that this this was uh, one of the two hundred sixteen million. It made more than Black Adam. Yeah, like, well, like a, and it was only girl. shot on a seventeen so. million yeah. dollar budget, and I say only in quotes. Yeah, but it, this one, this one has the potential to be uh, to to get sequelized. Unfortunately, I think because if you make that much mm. money, they're yeah. gonna, they're, they're going to try and take another swing at that one. But but because it's a um, there is a you know there's a, there's an old movie um, Curse of the Demon. Um, that I would also tie this to because it's like there's a cursed turd, yeah. <laughs> and and how it gets passed <laughs> along is the core driving element to this movie, um, and it is and it's a great one, 
and and it's also one that you can't get out. You you can't escape this kind of a thing. And in a way, it also it has elements of the grudge in there as well, right? Mm-hmm. You, it's it's a it's something that you're on a you're on an hourglass, and you don't and, and you know that you've got to do something within that time period. And there's some pretty unsavory things that you may end up at. There there's there's awful awful consequences. No matter it's like damned if you do, double damned if you yeah. don't. Yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. uh, yeah. So, anyways, I think that wraps up our top ten. Yeah.